It's time for the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. So, do you guys like any podcasts? Say, shh, shh. Now say, muck, muck. Now say, shh, and muck together real fast. Smuck. Closer. A podcast about nothing and everything. I wrote her a good review. Well, I wrote the establishment a good review on Yelp. You said something like, yeah, that's all I got. I wasted my go panties. And then I had to, like, act like it wasn't a big deal. Now, here's your hosts. Chris and Jahida. Oh, you know, I meant to tell you that I saw this thing that had like a list of serial killers and their astrological signs. Yeah, I saw that too. My sign was not represented. Oh, That's I good. bet Aries was, right? No. Me no. Well. Wow. I'm Aries. Me too. Can you? you are? Three yeah. of you. Rob Breeze. Oh, yeah. The mic March up. what? I'm April 13th. April? <clears throat> yeah. There's no Aprils allowed in Aries. Well, technically, because of the procession of the Equinox... Uh, yeah, I'm in Aries, too. It's yeah. not actually... We're technically Pisces, Chris. Oh, well, I get along with Pisces. What, Pisces? Yeah, Pisces re- is re- like February. March. No, but March. they've... February the, to March. Just remember, Chris, he's taking mental notes right now. This is all going to be factored into your grade. We start with a C minus and go from there. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you tell your students? No. Microphone setup I had, I had, sucks. I had, one, I had one professor that told the class, like on the first day, I don't even remember what, what class it was, that everybody starts out with 100. And, oh, yeah. I, and and I then like, too. you know, and I was like, mm, that's not how this works. Mm, yeah. That's a big miracle booster that's for the people because basically you know when I've heard that it's the deal has been like just don't fuck up and you'll have a hundred <laughs> that's what it sounds like Like right? turn all the work in show mm-hmm. up to class mm-hmm. and you know try on the exam mm-hmm. and you're gonna do awesome just don't fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried the same approach with my kids how that work? yeah <laughs> I'm still trying to assess that. <laughs> I wonder if every generation of parents is like yes they are the same as far as like that train of thought that that like because I was because I, I always I mean just because it's like on, like on Facebook or whatever but is that what you just did yeah you okay. always see people like comment about how they're gonna do better for their kids yeah and you're like God my parents were rotten mm-hmm. and like yeah your parents had to have been like I'm gonna do better than my parents and if you thought they were rotten then however your grandparents raised your parents was probably worse and yeah I don't know yeah. Well, I, you know, my grandparents told me this story and I don't know how true it is, but picture it, Sicily. So no, it's, uh, Germany. Munich. (laughs) This is, uh, Berlin, Hamburg, (laughs) Hamburg, 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 really. Um, so my dad is born, (laughs) my dad is born in March of, uh, 46, right? So the war is technically over, but apparently, you know, Hamburg was destroyed, wow. like, you know, not as bad as Dresden, but like destroyed. Obliterated. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so they're living, my dad's born and like the, the night they bring him home from the hospital, he's in a crib, like in another room and just screaming his head off. So my grandfather gets up, goes in there, picks him up by his two feet, like grabs his two feet together, picks him up upside down and smacks him on the ass and he stops <laughs> crying and he lays him back down and he'd, he'd never cried again. Hmm. It's supposed to be the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I, it sounds like bullshit, but my crazy German grandfather, I can totally see him doing that. 
Well, I, I I don't doubt that it happened. I'm just wondering, did it really did that really work? Well, that yeah, I mean that could be bullshit too. Yeah. You know. The art of German parenting. Yes. <laughs> yes. On this episode, of I've never heard art and German in the same sentence. Before. No, they don't really go together. <laughs> I mean, since you're on the end, can you do me a yeah. favor? And I'm I'm moving that mixer over here shortly. By the way, um, probably after the hundredth, can you pop him up just a touch? Yeah, that's going to get moved over here after because we're going to have to take all this with us to the 100th when we come back. Oh, okay. I'm putting it back here. Yeah, I I'm mean, not that makes sense. Dealing with that again. I thought it was a good idea. It's not. So, hashtag choices. Uh, it's a good idea. It's just not as practical as it should be. It's not be. as practical unless we could find somebody to sit over you there and run it the whole time. Yeah. And I, I don't have the budget for that. No, so. no, you don't. <laughs> you can feed them in garlic. We could feed them in garlic. They could lick my skin right now and get Good a lot of garlic. Gracious. <laughs> I feel like it's oozing out of me, but it was delicious. I'm not. No, uh, no, it was good dinner. Yeah. No, no Twilight sagas around here, right? Gar- that's werewolves, right? I don't even know. Twilight. Oh, wasn't that vampires? That's vampires. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. so no Twilight sagas around here. No. no. You're steering clear. Welcome to episode 96 of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. Whoop, whoop. We are uh, we are back in the studio for the first time in a It feels like feel forever. Like forever yeah. It feels like a long time. It's been a, yeah. we've been, what has uh, it been, like maybe two weeks? We did the last two episodes basically out of the studio. Yeah. And even before that, the one before that was like only a couple days before we did the radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are we are joined by a special guest, speaking of the uh, the radio show, and I don't know how you want me to address you on this, this is Dr. Rob. I mean, we've had other doctors in here, and they didn't want to be called doctor. Like, even Dieter doesn't go by Dr. Dieter. <laughs> well, because that would be highly incorrect. <laughs> you know, my name is Rob. Rob. Uh, Rob McKenzie, who uh, is the advisor for 90.3 FM WESS and uh, communications uh, professor at East Strasburg University. And now the chairperson. And now the chairperson. Congratulations. Congratulations. Sort of. Yeah. Oh, sort, sort of. of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Right? Yeah. It's a killer, that job. And uh, for Rob, it's the first time on the opposite side of the mic from me, uh, as I've been interviewed a few times by him, as, and as most recently as March. Uh, Dieter has been as well. He doesn't really remember it. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because it's he was playing a saxophone. That's how he was interviewed. Yeah, that's true. We, we I talked said, about I that said last every, time. I said everything I needed to say on the saxophone. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said he was going to do that. We're still translating your uh, performance, by the way. Let me know what it says because I have no idea. <laughs> so I did not find a recording of that one. I did find a recording of the first time I was on your talk show. No way. Yeah, and I have like three quick clips from that. Oh, okay. oh, nice. Hello, Fantastic. memory lane. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe I found because I swear I've looked for him before. We did like a like a year and a half ago now. I don't know when it was. We did an episode where we went back and listened to all my college air checks mm-hmm. when I was at IUP and then at WESS. It, it was it was it was pretty crazy listening from like starting at you know WIUP and then including up to when I did some of the sports stuff with like Frank after I graduated. I was looking for one or two things. I wanted to find. Um, some of the stuff with your show and I couldn't and I happened to find him on a CD spindle also with a spindle of C- blank CDs that say Tom CDs so I think we're going to walk across the street and see if he still wants them <laughs> return them after 15 years a spindle wow, wow. 
or probably even longer than that. Whenever we last record, when we recorded Sealex, uh, that's probably when those were from. Because I would mix down like every th- at the end of the night what we did, and he'd listen to it on the car back, you know, back to his house. Yeah, when was that? Like two thousand three? It was like two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. two thousand four. Hmm. Oh wait, no, Sealex was 06. Because it was the same year oh. my dad died. Uh, 03, that was one of our CDs. Right. Which is better left. One day we'll get to it. Unnamed. Uh, <laughs> better left on the spindle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day we're going to get to that stuff. I just got to figure out when. No. No. So, uh, special guest once again. It's been great. We've had a, a lot of them recently. Um, I love feeling special. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to the studio. Nice studio. Thank you. Home, homemade. It's homemade. Yeah, mm-hmm. homegrown. It's soundproofing and everything. Uh, it's uh, soundproofing. It's sound deadening. Mm-hmm. Sound deadening. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing we didn't mention yet is you have to take a drum solo at the end of the, uh, <laughs> at the, end of the podcast. They're not hexagonal. <laughs> oh, you only play hexagonal. Hex- hexagonal. Oh, I hexagonal? fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. Hex- yeah. Hexagonal. Hmm. That's the perfect, uh, the drum that's the perfect response. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's exempt. Yeah. No, we, we, we thought of that the night we had Mark here because we had the week before we had Mark, we had my old drum teacher in. So All we right. actually did have a drum solo. All right. And then I didn't bother taking him down because I've been playing him in here. And then the, the joke was we would start saying all of our guests would have to play a drum solo at the end of the episode, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whether they knew how to or not. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can be a drummer. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you're I on mean, the electric you can, ones. You, you can make it sound drum, whatever you wanted to do. Totally real drum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Known fact. Now you'll be on video so. as well as audio doing it. So. Okay. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apologize to the audience in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I played with uh, with Jamie and Rory, and uh, this is what made me realize the mixer needs to get moved back over here. The, the audio was unusable because it was just all. Oh yeah, yeah, it was too rookie much. Mistake. So rookie mistake. Uh, yeah, not rookie though. That's the problem. I was very upset with that on my for myself. I was very upset with myself on that one. Hmm. So, As well, you should. Be. And and Dieter because he didn't bother looking at the levels. <laughs> what? Ooh, you're just you're just you're just now Ouch. finding out about that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's time yeah. for your review. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that, <laughs> Doctor Dieter's the whipping. Boy. I got some for your review. <laughs> Dieter the doctor. You're uh, you're eligible to get a Buford's dong pick now too, as well. Oh, oh yes. fantastic! He will send he will send those pictures to anybody. Wonderful. Any of his friends that are in the medical community. That's fantastic. I feel like I'll be the member of a special club. You yeah. will be, yeah. Although, if you listen it, to the podcast, it sounds like it's a lot more than just a few special. Yeah, yeah. He's He has a very... Oh, it's not exclusive, apparently. Right, the exclusivity hmm. is... Well, they were they were trying to cure him of his cancer, so it's probably good that <laughs> as many people as possible saw it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean... He's going to be have his own chapter in like the new uh, medical textbooks. Yeah. Listen to last well the episode just came out today, but uh, which means nothing to somebody listening next week. Listen to last week's episode. The uh, see you next Tuesday. Not so live from Sultry Spring Hill and uh, Buford's amazing, amazing story. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's amazingly candid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he can eat a cupcake. We'll leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> Dieter seems intrigued. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched uh, any of it yet. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. You'll have to watch that. Yeah. 
And I can give I you a sneak to. peek of the other video that's coming out later this week. That's cool. So, one of the benefits to being on uh, the Moon Pigeon Podcast Moon Network. Pigeon Podcast Network, yeah. <laughs> so, that was a well timed plug, I might say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it didn't make much sense. Because you're why, on the. That's why people will remember it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, we are, uh, we're going to fly without a kite tonight and into a rundown. Um, but no. I do actually, I came with questions oh. for our guests. Okay. So we'll weave some questions in and out and it won't be as lame as that death row thing I held off for so long in that one podcast and disappointed everyone. What? Yeah. Try not to do that again. <laughs> we'll mention that in your review. <laughs> That'll come up. I think death row. Death yeah. row. <clears throat> yeah, it was, yeah. It was a thing I wanted to talk about and I kept teasing it all episode. And when it finally came out, it was just a big, like, it was lame. It was a big was nothing. Was the one did the movie review? No, no. that was a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a big letdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Rob, you can be actually heard on the airwaves each week uh, during, you only do it during like the semesters, right? You don't do it. During the summers or anything? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, you don't want to go down every week and do a show? I'm in Mexico. I'm oh, in Sweden. Right. You're traveling. I'm all over the place. Living yeah. that yeah. life. Cultured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teaching my classes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're it's actually, you're, you're working. You're not Took just... my students to Mexico last summer, yeah. Nice. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of living the dream, isn't it? It's my dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty. It's my passion. That's pretty fantastic. Where I mean, in Mexico? Uh, Mazatlan. Oh, okay. It's nice. on the Pacific coast, yeah. yeah. We have a casa. Oh, the second awesome. home that we've had since I I took a sabbatical in 2007. I was writing a book at the time and interviewing some Mexican media experts and my parents being from Britain, having a lot of travel, I've always wanted to have another place to go to and so we actually remortgaged our house and we didn't have cash sitting around and we got a place in Mazatlan, Mexico on the Pacific coast and we go there twice a year and we do that to recenter ourselves and oh, escape the high octane life of especially the East coast and <laughs> in the United States So twice a year. Yeah. And I love Mexican people. So you go during the high five. summer. I'm half Mexican. She's a half, half Mexican. Mexican. Half. That's your best half. <laughs> <laughs> what did half. I call you? Mexo Colombian. Colombo. Colombo Mexican. Yeah, Colombo Mexican. Yeah. Me gusta Mexicanos. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, isn't there, uh, like, um, like, as an American, like, isn't there like some kind of weird process to you owning property in Mexico, or is it certain parts of Mexico? Uh, well, if you own a property in Mexico that's within fifty miles of the coast, technically you don't own it. You, okay, you, that's what it you, is. You uh, own a, tr- like you have an ownership and a trust. And um, that's that's to stop people uh, from like taking over. Yeah, from buying up the country, basically, which they have had a problem with in the past. (laughs) You know, so they actually have that holiday oil expropriation day. Do you know about that one? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, it's when they finally kicked the British and the Americans out of the oil production industry in Mexico because they monopolized it, and they celebrate that as a holiday, oil expropriation day, where they took over the oil for themselves and, oh, made, and nationalized it yeah wow that's cool so how do they celebrate just like I haven't been there during an oil expropriation day <laughs> yeah. I've been there during a New Year's Eve I can talk about that nice <laughs> nice so you can uh, so I was saying you can be heard on the air uh Every week, back to back, you do a you do a talk show from five to six, and then you do the Stones Hour from six to seven. That's right. Um, 
And, and so when you, you mentioned, you know, you go, you travel, you're down in Mexico during the summers, uh, I'm going to jump down my list of questions. And if, you know, you love doing the radio and so much, have you ever thought about like doing a podcast and while you're, you know, down there and, and record some episodes and whether you still play them back, you know, whether you play them on like a week, you take off or you, you have somebody back at the station still able to play them for you. Yeah, I, I haven't thought about that, but I need to be getting into the podcast world is one of the reasons why I accepted your invitation to come on tonight. Normally in the summer, you know, the, the academic cycle is a strange rhythm to live life by. It has this continuous buildup that starts with the first week of classes in the fall and it just keeps building and building and building with all the responsibilities and the reports that are due and, and assessing student performance. So by the time that May hits, it's like, uh, you're yeah, done. yeah. I need need to escape, and I'm fortunate that I can. I know yeah. most people in occupations can't do that unless they quit <laughs> or have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in this country, that doesn't mean anything. But you know, those two radio shows I've had since I was 19 years old. Yeah, wow. I started them at Millersville Jesus. University. I started my talk show. I got elected education director as a 19 year old, and I started my talk show. And the Stones Hour. I've been doing the same thing since yeah, many many years ago. 19. 80 is when I started those I did, two shows. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And I carried them with me when I took my first job at Cal State San Bernardino. And I took those radio shows over there, kept them going. I've been using the Eric Johnson music bed, <laughs> which you know real well. Yep. I bet you can't hear that song without thinking of the talk show. Yeah, no, I don't hear it that often, but when I do, yeah. And then when I was listening, I heard some of those clips today, like, you know, the very beginning of that show. And every time Mark brought us back in from from break and there it was again yeah which I didn't get to hear the day I did the show with you back in March because mm. <laughs> of technical issues that's right yeah that was uh, <laughs> rather embarrassing <laughs> luckily I had a veteran radio guest there who was not going to be upset yeah <laughs> I did want to go in there I'm like I can just fix it just give me a second <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I wish you had <laughs> well you've talked about that on other podcasts too like just doing we did a podcast with two guys from another podcast and it was so easy because it's like everybody knows what to do exactly yeah like you know and it's kind of the same the same thing like when you guys were doing that like you knew Chris was good to go yeah you know he knows just, what's going on just a certain look that I gave him like yeah sorry about the fuck up Chris <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like no problem yeah yeah because mm. uh, it happens to I mean, it, it happened. It happened to to me. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. One, you know, eleven o'clock. I hit the, you know, I bring the iPad in. I have the intro. I play the intro. We had some girl introduce us. I don't know who yeah, it was. I have no idea. But I left it in the podcast too. She nice, yeah. nice girl. Yeah. So she did like a two minute introduction for us while we had to change some chords. Because oh, plus I gave her a mom hug. It was amazing yes, that did. I walked in and like, when was the last time those CD players got turned on? I use them every week for my show. Thank you very much. Oh, nice. That's nice. Like, they weren't even turned on. I never fun. thought I'd be using a CD and be called old school. Yeah, I know, That's right? That's yeah. But everyone, like, is is fighting over that aux cord now. Like, yeah, the aux even, cord. When Carrie came in after, like, I have the outro playing, and he's got his first song on his phone, and I'm like, how are we going to do this? I'm like, you have to go on the air and open up the mic and say something while we switch the chords. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I play that intro, and I open up the mics, and only two of our mics are working. Yeah. And by then, everyone that was out in the hallway had all disappeared. They bolted, yeah. Because yeah. there was like seven people out there when we got here. Is that right? Yeah. yeah there they wasn't. Were, there were two people in the studio on air. There were two people waiting, and there were... And then two more people came in. Oh, yeah. Well, and I they were like in that. the... They were in the office. Oh, yeah. I didn't it see sounds that. like Noah's Ark. Yeah. 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 Two by two. Two by two. <laughs> we did put our... Uh, 
a magnet up over the uh, the door so yeah. you can let us know if it's still there. <laughs> I have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. it's the uh, tie dye one. I'll give you one before you leave. Okay. Um, I like tie dye. So, but we, yeah, again, we opened up the mics and we had a little issue there, but once we got going, it was fun and we, we managed to pull off a two hour clean podcast. Yeah. No F bombs. No. <laughs> or or shits or dams nothing from George Carlin dams seven. okay yeah dams, dams okay oh, yeah. I may have said like what the hell or something yeah, like that's that that's okay yeah but it's I don't seven, really remember it's the Carlin bit yeah the seven dirty words and you do you still recite that at, at the meeting every year it's one of my favorite gag tricks to do <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, just want to let you know you can't say shit, piss, fuck, motherfucker, cocksucker, asshole, and tits. <laughs> George Carlin. Yeah. George Carlin. <laughs> it's one of the funniest skits ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It really speaks to the arbitrariness of language. It, it, yeah. 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 And it just, was, and we talked about it too. It's just how you, know, you had to be conscious about it the whole time and thinking because we sit and do this. You know, we're 90 something episodes in and I've never thought about censoring it while we were doing it mm-hmm. so yeah we have a we have a live <laughs> Which show maybe uh we should uh, reconsider <laughs> <laughs> but again we did okay we had no yeah no screw-ups i mean we don't sound like i mean it's not yeah and we're not like completely whitewashed yeah. you know we're not right you know censored and it's not just like boring like we're talking about recipes yeah. The delicious dish. <laughs> Although you do have to talk about dinner tonight at some well, point. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about the gobbler that day because we went and got gobblers that day. Uh, correct. Yeah. So I introduced Oh, in Dieter. anticipation to the gobbler. Yeah. Well, I introduced Dieter to the gobbler. Yeah. But did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. Well, we talked about it like that we were going to go. Oh, I don't really remember. Yeah. Hmm. I did hit my Colombian spot. So thank you very much. You did. Nice. I did. How'd you do that? There's... Uh, a place in it's I guess up on that, Main like, Street. Main Street. I think it's called Entojos. It's like a little Colombian eatery, and apparently it's the best one in uh, Nepal because we have one here in Scranton, and I was not impressed. Mm. So it sucks that I had to drive an hour out to get some morcilla. Well, once you have real Latino Latina food, yeah, mm-hmm. you know when you see whenever I see a, a restaurant in the United States that says authentic Mexican food, yeah. <laughs> I know it's laugh. I know it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I joke with yeah, her, if you have to say authentic, then yeah, if you have to say her, authentic because there's that place over there's there's an empty one here that must have closed down before we moved here, and then there's one up by Viewmont, oh, like Dixon the, City, the Latonteca or whatever it is. Yeah, Latonteca. And it says authentic Mexican food, and I'm like, oh, it says oh, authentic. right down at the bottom of the hill, uh, on the like on the bottom of State Street, whatever that. It's is it's right on. before the highway, right, right before yeah. you get on the highway. Okay, and then there's one like in That's the cool. Viewmont parking lot. Yeah. You have only oh, to look at their tortillas, okay. and you know right away for sure. Mm. We ate there. If they're thick. We did. They it wasn't bad. Thick and bready. That's it's not it. Isn't that a pita? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should be almost transparent. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's thick and bready, then you're getting a pita. And then right. you're getting an Italian influenced Mexican meals. The way I look at it, mm. I do like flour tortillas <laughs> over the corn. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm Arina. Told, I'm told I'm incorrect in saying that. No, no I'm not your incorrect. <laughs> I just think the corn ones are better. Hmm. Corn ones are good for some things, but I just I like the sturdiness of the flour. <laughs> this would be a good time for you to take a majority vote, and oh. since I'm here, because I'll yeah, vote, I'm, I'll vote on flour. I'd probably have to then go with corn. Look. Oh, so it's time. Oh, you'd have to go corn. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, the whites lose out. Yeah. <laughs> Won't uh. be the first time. <laughs> Actually, it might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's yeah. As Dieter brought up, let's talk about our dinner tonight. It's something we uh, we always like to talk. We had a, we had a lot to talk about last week. 
And we we can talk about the Vando donuts again because they were that good. Oh, um, yeah. But dinner tonight. So and I, I didn't even bring it up last week on the podcast. So there were a few places when we got down to Florida. We're like, we wanted to eat at like some yeah. of our favorite places. And um, yeah, we hit PEQ right away. Yep. Because it was right off the highway. And I think that was the only one we actually did. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to go to a uh, Burger 21. And so the first night we were there, we left your brother. I think we left your brother's place. Oh, yeah. It was like damn near nine o'clock. Yeah. And we were a little hungry and needed to get ready. Of course, we started our day at like four in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So by nine o'clock. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I could just go to Dunkin' Donuts to get like a wake up wrap. I'd be good. And Raymond would eat one. And then she's like, oh, let's go to Sonic. I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. We don't have Sonics here. Yeah. I'm like, so from now on on this trip, we don't go to any place that we have in Clark Summit because it's pointless. Yeah. Dude, I love how you structured your trip around <laughs> going to places to eat that we don't have here in Clark Summit. <laughs> well, we, that's phenomenal, dude. <laughs> so it included a couple of trips to Walmart. And see, that is another version of living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we, we only went to that. So anyway, we went to Sonic and uh, I got like I go. I'm like, oh, I can order on the app. And I open up the app and there's a, a coupon for like half off of their new uh, garlic butter bacon burger. I'm like, that sounds good. And I click it. Can you say that again? Garlic butter bacon burger? Yeah, garlic okay. butter bacon burger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I get that, and I think I got some popcorn chicken too, which is so much smaller than it used to be. What? Oh, I thought you were going to say something about me complaining about, complaining? about it. <laughs> I was telling Dieter, you used to come no, in containers like this. There's no and now fight it's left epic. in me. I just have to accept oh. that you're just going to come. You will find something to complain about. Anyway, our so after our burger came out and she actually harassed the guy for not wearing roller skates. I, don't, I, I wouldn't call that harassment. <laughs> I just asked if he left them at home. Did oh, you did end I? the sentence with pandejo? <laughs> no. She can't say that down there. Too many people know what it means. Yeah. Like, oh. I say it all the time here. Because really? nobody knows what yeah, it means. Yeah, you can get away I don't know what it, it means. What does it mean? Pendejo is just something like calling somebody Asshole. a dummy. I mean, yeah. maybe. I mean, it is. It's, I don't know what, like, what the literal translation is, but hmm. if someone's being dumb, you're like, pendejo. 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 That's a fun yeah. word to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I took a bite into that burger and, and I'm like, guys open and I'm like, him. this is one of the best burgers I've ever had. I'm like, I don't need to go anywhere else for burgers this weekend. Wow. Yeah. So he was like really impressed with it. And like yeah. I said, he always complains. <laughs> so for Especially him to about have burgers. Like, for someone, for someone wow. to eat like a drive through burger and not have complaints, like it was amazing. Hmm. Really, confession time. I just wanted to shake. Like oh, I was like, it's ninety some degrees. We left the house. It was like what thirty five degrees when we left, and I'm like, oh, I can just have a shake, and it's not weird. Mm. But we, we got off the plane. We, we not even when we got off the plane, but when you get off the monorail in the Tampa airport, that humidity chokes you as soon as those doors open up. I know, I and like I just this. wanted to stay on and ride it back to the plane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, we get a text from Dieter. He's like, you guys leave town. It's the nicest day of the year. 65 <laughs> <Yeah>. and sunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I take a picture. It was like 92 degrees or something. Yeah. So ridiculous. So it's lovely. After yeah, all of that, we come back home. We're trying to decide what to do for dinner tonight. And what we really should have done, we should have done what we did two weeks ago when Dave was here three weeks ago. Knowing Rob, Rob would have liked your, uh, your chicken and rice. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'll have to make that next time. Um, or another time. So I decided to do my t- 
take on the his sonic bacon garlic bacon, garlic butter wait butter bacon garlic burger see butter it's, garlic bacon burger it's difficult to say Something it is like that. yeah and uh so i did the uh 50 50 burger the bacon and beef only i added a shitload of garlic mm-hmm. <laughs> which i did one time when i made sliders remember mm-hmm. and uh made garlic aioli so theirs didn't have a garlic aioli they used garlic butter but i did garlic aioli American cheese and sautéed onions. And the bacon. Mm. And more bacon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. Garlic is the keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're tasting it right now, yep. right? Like mm-hmm. I said, yep. no uh, no Twilight stuff going on in here. Nope. My apologies <laughs> if my breath, like, singes. Uh, we're all in the same boat. And uh, we made... Yeah, these Mike. There's no smell of it. You said mine smells like cigarettes, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Does you know. it? Dr. Oh, yeah. Dieter. Well, you know... Do as I say, not as I do. It's not the 60s anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? Two out of three doctors recommend camels. <laughs> the the kind, healthy choice. The kind with no filter. Yeah. <laughs> Camel unfiltered. The healthy choice. Um, oh, my goodness. We also had salad to try to make it healthy. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that my and salad And some was uh, French fries. I it's, took it upstairs. It's been covered and it's in oh, the fridge. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And uh, your TV's going to go up. Four seconds, three... Five. <laughs> what? Okay, Dick, Dick Clark. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to see how Pre stroke or after stroke? <laughs> well, it's clear. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> so that was our dinner tonight. It was delicious. I don't think we had Oh, and sweet potato fries? Waffle they fries. Were, they were just oh, waffle they were fries. Waffle. Yeah. Why do I think they were sweet potato? Because we do have sweet potato waffle fries in the freezer, too. Mm. I did not make those though. You like uh, foods that have like four words in them. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet potato waffle fries? Yeah. What about what? I Taters. like waffle fries better. I know, but you, so there's that, and there's also uh, the butter garlic bacon burger. <laughs> I think there's something about the rhythm of that that, you know, those are your favorite foods. That's a tough one to say over and over again. I know. But you're a drummer. It's challenging. Yeah, so that's you, true. You, you get into that stuff, you know. Some call me a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, favorite Stones album? You know, I go back and forth between two. Segway. Yeah. Missing Segway. So we do it here. You can guess. Guess the two that I, you know, go over in my mind over and over. A, a true Stones connoisseur struggles with these two albums. I, well, my favorite is Exile on Main Street. That's one of them. Okay. Yeah. Recorded um, in the basement of Keith Richards' house and in the south of France. Double album. The other one, well, I almost have no clue. Um, Sticky fingers? No, I don't. Boo, fail. I don't go that deep with the stones. That's, well, that's a good time to start. <laughs> I bet you I go deeper than you do. Yeah, that's some girls. absolutely. <laughs> some girls. Some girl. All that. I mean, that album, 1978, took number one in three musical genres. Amazing, rock and roll, hmm? with Shattered. Okay, country. With Faraway Eyes, and then Disco with Miss You. Hmm. Who wow. can do that? Who can do that? Three, nobody. Nobody would probably ever do it again. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, I feel like there was one of the songs on that album is the one, one of the tunes you had uh, asked Matt and I to play at one of your parties. Uh, one of my parties. Hmm. It was the only one that I got to play at. Hmm. That you were invited to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was invited to more. Oh, oh okay. Was the, uh, he was engaged. <laughs> uh, so what did you play? Do you remember? Was it Let It Bleed? That's not on that album. Okay. 
All right, so let's not on that up. Respectable? Oh. No, then it was Let It Bleed, so it's not So why am I... Uh, Let It Bleed was the song. Yeah, and, that was the, the song album. we played. Okay, yeah. that was... Some girl... Uh, That's probably because I wanted to sing with you. You did. Yeah, you we, did all, we all need someone <laughs> you can lean on. That's we, the uh, Yeah, we were... Uh, that, that was a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that the longest day of the year party? June 21st? Yeah, or second longest day, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, however it fell on that Saturday, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, middle of June. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was That's what they do in Sweden. It's all right by me. Yeah, nice. you, you don't still do them anymore. Don't do them anymore, <laughs> or because you're not in the country, or not in the country, and it's always tough to predict what Pennsylvania weather is going to be. And you know, the, the what we always had in mind was playing in our backyard because it has a natural amphitheater. Yeah, mm. so we have the deck that juts out with no rail, and then the the ground in the back rises right where the deck sort of meets it, and you can sit up around there. It's like a little bowl. Yeah, it's like cool. sitting in a little bowl. Yeah, we had a little jam session. I didn't, like Matt and I just played like guitar, but I brought my drums, a couple other of your friends showed up and we all got together and jammed there. Jam session. Yeah, it was fun. And there was a lot of uh, alcohol consumed. <laughs> yeah. 151, I remember. Uh, the Bacardi? And a, uh, yeah, and a pepper sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pepper, pepper sandwich. That's a that bad your wife combination. Made mm-hmm. For us. Is that right? Yeah. Vegetarian? Uh, no, it was the only thing left. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything else was eaten by the party. Everything yeah. else was eaten. Mm. That was the worst sandwich. <laughs> you know, you've just recorded that for my wife. Yeah. Mm. It was nothing but green peppers. It was That's made with love. And 151. Yeah. Her name is Kelly. And 151. Well, that was what you drank with the pepper sandwich. It was the only thing left. We must have had more. I, than I don't that think in the you house. have the this right. This was if, the Chris, end of if, the night. Yeah, if you're eating the last food and drinking the last drinks in their house, you're the asshole. <laughs> so you deserve to eat a fucking pepper sandwich. Yeah. There was like five of Some us. Some guest you are. There yeah. was like five or really. six of us. And he never got invited again. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah it was, uh, they, they were in the kitchen. Like, how do we get these motherfuckers to leave? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna make him a pepper sandwich. Yeah. He's like, I, I know they're drunk, but I just, I just want them to like, drive off a cliff. She still makes that damn sandwich. <laughs> a two-foot pepper sandwich at the end of the night? I don't know if it's two feet or not. I don't know if it's at the end of the night. But oh, no, that she was, likes to make her vegetarian. Th- yeah, but this was out of necessity. Yeah. Like, there was a bunch of us. We were all hungry, and all that was left was bread and peppers. Mm-hmm. I can't believe <laughs> that's all we had hoping, in the house. Like, maybe she was hoping you guys would like, like, get the hint and leave. Yeah. No like, condiments. Packed well, up. It was I, I, bread and peppers. That was I don't really have anything. All I've got is bread and peppers. We are terrible And they were like, okay. Okay, that sounds good, miss. And 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 one fifty one. You make me a sandwich. Please? We were all beyond drunk. Um, can I have peanut butter and jelly? No. <laughs> what we have is peppers and bread. <laughs> Take right. it or leave it. How about some more of that one fifty one? Yeah. Take the bottle and get out uh, of my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that was a fun party. <laughs> it's a great celebration. It is, after all, the longest day of the year. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's a that's a pleasant thought as we approach the shortest. Oh my god! But we're closer very... to the shortest already, so it's it's all good. We're like a month and a half away now. I know that's what I'm saying. That's a pleasant thought. Thinking back on that longest day, but even like you realized, like December 23rd, it's longer than it was two days before that. So we're so close to already turning it around. I, I realize that, but you're thinking way far out. No. No, I'm thinking you back. Know what? I'm on your wavelength. I get you. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, oh, anyway. you're thinking back. I'm thinking forwards. You're thinking backwards. Well, that's the problem. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, aye, aye, aye. So, some girls and Exile on Main Street, and mm-hmm. you flip flop between the two. 
Yeah, you know, the one came out, some girls, when I was a, a teenager coming of age, and that was on the radio all the time. I was working in a restaurant, actually, that had a disco floor, so Miss You was banging in the room Playing next door all, all night long. And the other album is just the most amazing story behind it, the Stones being exiled to France because of tax purposes in England. They had too much of their income being taxed, and so they were advised to move to the south of France, and they scouted out a studio. Do you know the story behind this, Chris? I, 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 I know bits and pieces of it. So they were looking for a studio in France. They couldn't find anything that was suitable, and they actually ended up making a studio in Keith Richards' basement in a house that was a former Nazi mansion. Wow. And they did a lot of makeshift recording techniques, so you can appreciate, I'm sure, being a musician and a producer yourself, that they had to separate the musicians so they would put, for example, the trombonist and the, the sax player, Bobby Keys, my favorite sax player. They put them up in a in a bathroom on the first floor while the band was in the basement. And they'd run those mic cords yeah. all the way up there. So they had yeah. these music, musicians in all these cavernous pockets throughout the house. And they able they were able to put together that album, which has so many textures to it. Exxon means. I just I just listened to it two or three days ago when I was working and uh, I saw also saw I didn't see them live I watched them on video do it I think it was in 3D I saw Fish they did it for one of their Halloween shows I remember you told me about that probably I think I saw it like the first year I moved to Tampa so they might have did it the year before and then they recorded it and uh Release day did it in 3D. It was a lot of. It was kind of cool going to a theater. It was like going to a fish concert. Mm-hmm. We we're just dancing in the aisles. We went and saw it fairly well the one night of that too. The Grateful Dead. What's <laughs> what's that for? Just the hippie dancing. <laughs> like I can't take it seriously, even if I can appreciate it's, the music. It isn't to be taken seriously. I'm just like, oh my gosh, please sit down. In the movie theater, please sit down. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's white people for you. <laughs> the best was the guy we saw at uh, that. When we saw him in Orlando? No. Uh, the guy that we saw went over in Wilkes-Barre when we went and saw that Dave Matthews cover band. Ugh. Remember I recorded the video of the guy? Yes, but that guy was, he was wasted. Well, yeah. He was having a good time dancing. Yeah. That's usually where the hippie dance starts, yeah. at Wasted. <laughs> at Wasted. <laughs> yeah. You've done it too, man. I don't. I know, and I've been wasted. <laughs> <laughs> We got to we got to go to uh, we got to go to Penn's Peak in January. See New Deal and Umphrey's McGee. The tickets are like twenty five bucks. That's yeah, it. and lettuce is at the Sherman Theater. What? I yeah, think I the twenty second of this mm-hmm. month. Of this month? I think so. Yeah. Isn't that like Thanksgiving? The day before, right? 20- no, I think Thanksgiving is a week. I don't know. After it's the that. week after. Yeah. Let me. Uh, Freethy texted me. Let me see. The Sherman Theater. I've never been there because it was nothing when I lived there. Uh, and now, calendar. oh, it's a great venue. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah I said, heard. Oh, November twenty first. What day of the week is that? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but that's the week before Thanksgiving. Well, I know where you'll be on Thursday. Yeah, I say we go to that though. Since the last show we were going to go to uh, got canceled. Yeah, maybe Mark will be down because it's at the Sherman. Yeah. Don't mess with the devil, buddy. We're number one. We beat anybody. We're the devils. The devil. We talked about that guy a lot last week. Oh, Putty? I love Putty. Yeah, but Lisa only talks about him from Rules of Engagement. Oh, and I've never seen And Buford was only talking about him from Family Guy. Oh, God. (laughs) And I'm the only one who brought up Putty. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird. I think it's weird. Yeah. Yes. 
All right. Uh, Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, what got you started or what attracted you to radio? Like most people, I think it was an accident. I was on campus. I was hanging out with a, another 18-year-old freshman who was happened to be in a fight with his girlfriend. So he said, I'm, I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to go to the radio station. You want to come with me? And I said, yeah, sure. We took a walk and we ended up in a conversation with the station manager there who I'm still friends with. And in the middle of the conversation, he says, oh, you have a voice that would be good on radio. And that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do you enjoy doing talk shows or music shows? You know, or? each of them has really wonderful properties to them. I, I love doing my music show because I play a lot of Rolling Stones that you won't hear on mainstream radio. That's for sure. I do out- outtakes. I do bootlegs. I do versions of songs that people didn't know existed. I'm surprised it's not a Rolling Stones station on Sirius XM. Yeah, you know, there must be some kind of copyright, you know. Yeah, snag, I mean, and I, you never hear there. like one pop up either like the Billy Joel stations back again for the umpteenth time. Yeah. And all these guys, they give all these guys stations, but I never hear the Beatles have a station on there. The Beatles have a station, yeah. I think the Stones are controlling that some somehow behind the scenes. As far as the talk show goes, I like it because I get to meet so many interesting people from interesting walks of life. I invite them on my show and I end up becoming a student. Listening to them, interviewing them, getting bringing out the best in them—that's the motto for the show. You know, radio is such a an under the radar medium. It's got a, a subtle sense of humor. It's got a counterculture, automatic, you know, inherent property to it. It's against the status quo. There's so many things to like about radio. Were you ever drawn to TV at all? A little bit, but I found there's too much ego in TV, and it becomes too much about appearances, and as a medium of communication, I don't find TV to be that helpful. It uh, sort of, all the content is naturally gravitating all the time towards entertainment, and it's not really providing information, as much information as, as it could, and I don't think it's as subtle as radio. But yeah, everybody likes to be on TV, so I, <laughs> I tried it a few times. And being a guest on people's shows. I know for me, I love, I like doing the pod. I like doing the behind the scenes stuff. I liked working on your show that way. I I, I like having my hands in that stuff. It's yeah. well, we're in a studio that you've built by <laughs> yeah, yourself. It's, it's got, you know, the, your listeners can't see it, but it's got, it's a small room, right? It's probably like a 10 by 10. Uh, thir- I think this one's 13 or 14 by 10. Yeah, it's, we were in the room next to, next door here, which was like a little closer to like a 10 by 10. This one gave us a little more room left and right because it gives us more room to have more more guests and do more things with musicians. Bigger drum is, kits. Well, yeah. So it's jam-packed yeah. with equipment in here. There's lots of tripods. <laughs> You've got lights here, lighting grid, basically. You've got a green screen for chroma key. And then you have all this audio equipment. You got four really nice microphones. You you put all this together, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of it started out. I mean, it, when we started doing it, it was a lot of stuff I had like from my recording studio, basically. And then uh, that stuff was old and it wasn't taken care of properly for many years. And it had to slowly be replaced left and right. It's, I mean, I don't even know if there's anything still left from the original. A couple things in the rack over there um, are left from my original setup, but... I'm at a good point now until I start spending like big money on mics. Which he needs my approval for. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need a sponsor to buy <laughs> good mics. needs mic. to co-sign. Yeah. yeah. Or a couple more. he makes purchases and I don't know because I just don't get any of this stuff. And then he'll say, oh yeah, I just bought this. And I was like. Oh, by the by. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, yeah or she yeah. just wouldn't even notice anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a good point. So, <laughs> do, are you at all? And I mean, I know uh, you know. I used to hang out with, with like the engineers at the station. They come in during the week. I got to know those guys pretty well during my couple of years being program director there. Does does behind the scenes stuff interest you at all? Or you just like to be just the voice on the radio? No, I'm fascinated by radio engineering. I really am. I, I still today, we still have the same engineer, Scott Lagoth, yep, who, who actually now is the chief engineer for the iHeartMedia group in Lehigh Valley. So he's done very well and he's a very well-respected professional in the field. And I, I love to talk to him about what he's doing at the radio station. I, I get lost in the language of the equipment a lot of times. I'm buying right now a telephone interface. And uh, I keep getting lost in what I'm supposed to be calling that equipment. <laughs> it, we've got some new telephones or digital telephones. And unfortunately, what they did was they knocked out our ability to, for a caller to call the station and then be put on the air to broadcast live. So that we have to. So that wouldn't have worked. So we, we were saying right. that like when we were right. doing the show, yeah. we're like, we're like, I don't know. Here are the phone numbers. I'm like, I don't know if this works. <laughs> it would not. Have. I, go, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, radio, it, you know, you, you just listen to radio, right? You just hear voices and you hear music. And, and if you don't know much about radio, you don't know the complexity of the equipment that's involved. Getting getting the production of sound to the listeners usually involves traveling across microwave signals to get to your transmitter sometimes or fiber optics or in our case, the Internet. And so we send our signal from the studio and it goes to a, a dorm, which is across campus. We send our signal by the Internet and then it arrives at the transmitter, which is on the ground floor. And then the transmitter sends that signal after boosting it up to the antenna, which is on the top of the dormitory. And then from there, it's spread out to the Lehigh Valley. And all along the way, there's a lot of equipment that's evolved in radio. And it's really fascinating for me to know what's behind what, behind the radio sound. What's the reach of the station these days? Uh, well, our internet reach is... Uh, I mean, the physical, like, driving around. You yeah, know, the your, terrestrial, yeah, terrestrial signal. So it really depends on which direction you're going in. If you go south, we're, you're going to lose the station at, at Wind Gap because okay. of the mountain ridge there. If you go north... West, we tend to travel. We can be picked up as far as Blakesley, Pennsylvania. Wow. But if you really want to get us as far as you can go, you have to go down to the Delaware River and go up north because the signal gets trapped there in the Delaware River. Oh, really? It bounces back and forth <laughs> between the mountains, just like a slot, like a, a pinball machine. Wow. So do they get it like in Narrowsburg? You get it up in Milford. Yeah, oh, th- wow. 30 miles away. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's that's and, cool. And then going uh, east, we get lost around Hackettstown again because of mountains that are okay. rising up. So internet-wise, we have anywhere from like 6 to 12 people consistently logged on, listening, which in radio, that's pretty good for a college radio station. Yeah. I wonder if you name them from <clears throat> Cambodia. Cambodia. Yeah, I got like a, a chartable update today, and... We were we were ranked up to number thirty four in like the comedy category, and I noticed like where it said country, it just said Cambodia, and so I clicked on it. It was the only country available. So last time, last week, we were up to number thirty four in the iTunes or Apple Podcast comedy charts in Cambodia. <laughs> that's quite an achievement. So that's, that's frightening, actually. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. So thank you, Cambodia. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to include that in the uh, 
podcast submission for that podcast festival. Oh yeah, yeah. There you we go. have listeners in Cambodia. Yeah, in March they're doing a uh, like the inaugural Lehigh Valley Podcast Festival or something uh, down there at like the Steel Stacks. Nice and that whole thing. So uh, we have like the early bird deadline to submit is like the twenty second of this month, and then like they're taking submissions up until January. So we uh, we're gonna enter to. To be a part of that, see, hopefully we get chosen for that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be really cool because we're doing, we'll have a couple of live episodes under our belts before that too. Mm-hmm. So we are doing, uh, we might as well get this out of the way now. Yeah. December 6th, we're going to be at the uh, uh, Marketplace at Steamtown for their first Friday event. Hmm. We're going to be doing a live podcast from the, uh, the lounge, I the believe, lounge. because that's where they accidentally slotted us in for this month. <laughs> she originally had us on the list for this month. And I'm like, no, we're doing it next month. <laughs> you should be doing it from a train if you're a steam town. We that's could. True. I did I did put a train on the poster, so that's all good. Um, so we're doing that. That one's going to be, uh, be an interesting one. Another one we have to keep clean. <laughs> yeah. So good thing we got some yeah. practice already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the big one the following week, uh, our 100th episode live from Stalter's Cafe, December 15th, 7.30 p.m. in Scranton, Pennsylvania, right next to the Glider Diner. Glider Diner. So get your uh, go over and get your pancakes and waffles afterwards. Um, you know we will. Yeah. So 100th episode live. We're doing a fundraiser for uh, the nonprofit Making Music Matters for Kids. And we're going to be doing a Festivus theme so you can uh, donate to area grievances. Still looking into that whole feats of strength thing. (laughs) Dieter is going to uh, volunteer to be the uh, strength bearer. Not a chance. (laughs) And we're going to have uh, Jamie McCallahan from Victory Drive is going to be there doing some live music for us. Popping champagne. Yeah, Mm. popping champagne. So it should be be a good time. Um, So we'll have a few more details on that coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but if you're anywhere near this area, you should definitely come check it out. Mark your calendars and be there. Raising money for a good cause, too. Like Trick, trick Daddy, we love the kids. Yeah. And uh, it's music, so it's all good. So, yeah, it would be cool to do that and then turn around and do the uh, podcast festival. It'd be great. Come back, do another show. We, You could have us on your show. I oh. could. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know you wanted to talk to... Oh, yeah. What do you want to talk to me about? Mexico, apparently, no. Oh. <laughs> I only know touristy parts of Mexico. Uh, I do one of my... I have to like, teach you about your heritage. Yeah, you, have yeah. To, you do have to teach me about my heritage. Because <laughs> I actually... I, I'm more familiar She's with the Colombian side of my family. She's fake Mexican. I'm fake. I'm faux Mexican. Yeah. I'm Mexican. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> Here's our episode title. <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> Um, but, but one of my bucket lists is maybe to, she's um, Mexican. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm Mexican. Is to go to Michoacan. Michoacan. That's for, right next to the state that I go to, Sinaloa. Um, to uh, to see all the butterflies nesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so monarchs. The monarchs. Why don't you just see them in California? That's where you used to live. <laughs> uh, well, because that's that's their their resting spot is is in the forest in Michoacan. All right. They go from Canada to Michoacan and back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they should just stay in Canada. That's where it's at. Well, when it's too cold, they go south. Yeah. What's and, uh, my they, favorite part, though, is it takes them three generations to yeah, get there, and then a fourth super generation goes all the way back to Mexico. Is that right? Because they only live for three weeks or so? or Yeah, like their lifespan is like, like that. less than a month. Three generations yeah. of... And how they know... 
Yeah. That that's where they're heading. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like generational. This memory. generation that's born is only going to spend their time flying like over the state of Oregon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, conceivably. Yeah. Hmm. Um. That sucks. It's bizarre, right? <laughs> but that is really weird. Yeah. When I, when I was in, I went to. When you think um, of it that way. Yeah. Uh, Tulum, like years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and one that's of the on guys, the other side of the country. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like on the Belize border. It's like down south. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that by the Bay of Mexico? By the Bay of Mexico. <laughs> I've been there <laughs> um, when I was a little kid. Uh, oh, to Tulum. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What were you doing there? Buying drugs. I was gonna say smuggling. <laughs> so I figured you were gonna say. <laughs> Um, Just wanted to confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> Vacation, asshole. <laughs> but like these these numbers are dwindling, but they literally like cover the trees in the. In oh, the, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to take our son there before it's over. <laughs> because, <laughs> because before the, the world ends. Before the world ends and before the monarchs become extinct, <clears throat> um, I would like him to, to be witness to some of this beauty. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but can't we also right. do it in Canada, you just said? No, because they don't hibernate. This is them hibernating. Oh, that's hibernating. Okay, yeah. that's just when they're chilling. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, back to Tulum. So uh, one of I the guides like told us that, that if you ever see a monarch just like flying, if you pay attention to what direction they're going, like, like you can use them as a compass. You're like, oh, they're going that way? Well, that way, depending on time of year, like, oh, then they must be heading south. So mm-hmm. that way's north, opposite, whatever. So they will guide you. Interesting. And that's your science lesson. Because I see a lot of <clears throat> monarch butterflies just kind of. <laughs> they seem. Ra- they seems like yeah. they're flying randomly. Yeah, they don't make any progress. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, if like all, all day, here. all day they're like in front of the house. You know, maybe they're but, drunk. But that's they're here. They're not on their way to Mexico or Canada. But dude, they only live so long. They're they gotta always be on their way. That's one that's not passing on its genes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but if they fly up and down the coast from Mexico to Canada, and we're all the way over here, I, I think they're like really lost because they really go like Canada, like California, like Oregon, California, like down, down, down to Mexico. So if they're like on this side of the yeah, country, they're, they're like Pennsylvania. way lost. Oh. But we they're have Rumspringer. But they're everywhere around here. Are they? Don't you see them all summer long? I haven't seen one. Oh. Since well, you know here. about the butterfly bush. No. Yeah, you can get the butterfly bush and then the, the monarchs come. We have four of them in our property oh. and they actually lay their larvae in the bush. What wow. kind of bush is it? Uh, so there's bush. different like flowers, eat, mostly well, purple flowers. You can look it up on your computer. You can find it. it's called the butterfly bush. Huh. Well, because I know they what need like milkweed. Purple. purple. So it's purple. They love um, the purple. Yeah. It's, I think I it's like a milkweed. purple drink. <laughs> purple drink. <laughs> All right, butterfly bush. This yeah, is new we to watched me. them all summer long. There they are. Okay, yeah, beautiful but bush, huh? I've never, I've never seen this bush. Yeah, it's a, it draws them in. And it blooms all summer long. Huh? Because I know they need milkweed to like, because that's what they eat. So mm-hmm. they won't lay eggs. What is that what they do? Lay eggs. Yeah. I'm so stupid. Yeah, they do um, right. But they won't lay them if there aren't milkweed nearby, because then they're yeah larvas. caterpillars. Can't, yeah, but they, they start as an egg and then the larvae come out and that turns into the caterpillar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you must have milkweed nearby as well. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, anyway. I just know they come to these butterfly bushes. Huh. They, we get the uh, the yellow monarch or the white monarch. I'm not sure which. And we get the orange one. Huh. And white butterflies come to it too all day long. It's beautiful. I don't know the last time I saw a butterfly. I have seen some since we've been here, but not. I haven't <laughs> seen monarchs. Oh, they're up by me. They're everywhere. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
you city folk. Don't yeah, have. apparently we're <laughs> apparently, apparently we're city folk. Uh, yeah, out here. <laughs> We're farmers only. Farmers only. <laughs> we, need, we need to get on farmers only to yeah. find butterflies. What's the song? Sing the song. You don't have to be lonely on farmersonly.com. <laughs> How many times have you got to seen the stones? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Holy this, moly. I saw them twice this summer, as I, a matter of fact. Wow. I know you saw them recently. Yeah. So I think I lost count a little bit, 17, 18 times. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever compare like how they're performing like the most recent shows you've seen versus when you first seen them? Yeah, they're better now. When it's hard, was, it's hard when to was the first as, as time musicians? you saw them? Uh, 1981 was the first okay. time I saw them on the Still Life tour. The, the uh, you know the Stones, you can say what you want about the the antics that they're up to in the media, but they are first and foremost musicians. Mm-hmm. And when they go on the road, they are always practicing for days beforehand before their sound is the way that they want it. And they never play the songs the same way in concert. They're organic songs. If you listen to Jumpin' Jack Flash, for example, it sounds so different in concert than it does on their studio album. And of the concert performances where they play Jumpin' Jack Flash, there are so many variations of it. Will they extend the ending or Keith Richards will do a different different pattern to his rhythm. So when the Stones are playing, they are there's a reason that they are have been called the greatest rock and roll band in the world, even in their on into their seventies, because they are master musicians. Who's a close second for you? Ah, that's tough. I went to see ZZ Top last weekend. Nice. I love ZZ Top. Nice. Yeah, so I put them up there. Aerosmith, Deep Purple. Those are my favorites. And your thoughts. The classic Beatles Stones argument. It's a, you know, it's it's a farce, really. The Beatles and the Stones got along very well. First of all, they just were marketed differently. So the the Beatles were the good guys, and then as Keith Richards said, they had the white hats. Mm-hmm. What's left? The black hats. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one myth about the Beatles. The second thing that I really find difficult, and when you mention the Beatles in the same breath as, as the Rolling Stones, is the Beatles were only around for nine years. Yeah, nine years. And the Rolling Stones have five times as much time playing music. They've been around for over 50 years. And and not just playing songs that they made popular and they're doing their retreads, they're playing the songs over and over, constantly creating music up through the present age. They have an album coming out probably this summer. It's so weird to, when you think about how big the Beatles are. And then, you, like you say, they, they were around for nine years. Mm-hmm. And they've got this, la- I mean... Just, I mean, they all, you know, until they started dying, all kind of went on and, you know, kept the legacy alive, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, he but, did. Um, but yeah, like, then you have bands like the Stones have been going 50 plus years, uh, uh, the Beach Boys, sort of. I mean, the Stones are incredible because it's still like the guys. Intact, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what really, to me, makes that incredible is that it's still them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the exception of the bassist. Uh, Bill Wyman left the band, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. And Brian Jones, the original guitarist, it's all the same. It's Charlie Watts, yeah. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood. That's, you know, and, you know, for me, you know, I'm a huge Chicago fan, another band, you know, 50 plus I love years. Chicago, yeah. They're down to three members now. Well, they lost so much when they lost their lead guitarist, right? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, but that was 40 years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
I mean, that was only 10 years. Yeah, but he was an amazing guitarist. He, he was. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, have you seen the Terry Kath documentary? No, I haven't. Uh, it was on Amazon. I don't know if it still is. It's called, uh, was it just called Finding Terry Kath? Or the Terry Kath Experience. Yeah, I think And then so. maybe Finding Terry Kath might be a subtitle for it. Okay. Um, but it was, uh, it was a whole Kickstarter thing his daughter did. And it's her search to find his... Fender Telecaster with all the pig nose stickers all over mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's it's fascinating, and you know they arguably had the bigger part of their career after he passed away. Arguably, yeah, I, it's they, I think they technically did, but it's garbage music. Yeah, it's <laughs> it became pop. They it's, went they went they, the way of the Doobie Brothers. They had the bigger part of their career, but not the better part. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the longer part. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, and look, if you know they they don't play as much of it as they used to, um, especially what's weird is they've been together so long as guys that have were there for thirty years mm-hmm. that weren't original members have left. Like Bill Chapman played with them for probably thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, <coughs> bass player Jason Chef, whose dad played bass for Elvis, was with them for thirty plus years, and they those guys have since moved on now. Mm-hmm. And they're still going. They're going to be. I think the last time we saw them was, I think you were pregnant with Raymond. So back in like 2016, I guess. Oh, when we saw them with Earth, Earth Wind. Yeah. yeah. And uh, their saxophone player wasn't playing with them anymore because she has some health issues and they were actually a lot better without him. So Walt Parazator. Walt Parazator. Yeah. Your boy. So, yeah. Dita, you're a saxophone player. Do you like the sax and rock and roll? Uh, I do, yeah. I'm not. I'm not very adept at playing in that style, <clears throat> but <clears throat> excuse me. But when I hear it done, like when someone does it well, I really dig it. What's the technique when you make that sax get have that throaty sound? The growl, yeah. like it, pretty much what I just uh, coughed up. <laughs> if I did that while He's, playing, he saves that with, when he has a sax in his yeah, mouth. It has that, a lot to do with the mouthpiece too, right? Uh, well, no, you're really, I mean, it can maybe aid in that, the mouthpiece and the reed, but you're either flutter tonguing, so your tongue is like flapping Rapping. in your airstream. Uh, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, or you can you can actually vibrate your vocal cords while you're blowing into the horn. That's with, the right way to do it. With your hand? No, no, you just like, so normally you're- like, you're, kind of like singing through the horn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that does it. And what's really cool is that it sounds the best when you either match the pitch that you're playing mm-hmm. or do some kind of harmony to it. Yeah. I have to listen that's, for that. That's incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like messing with your brain. Yeah, it seems like it would Yeah. Be. Yeah, because if you're like harmonizing, like when you play an instrument, especially like not, uh, not yeah. anything that plays chords, like a single note yeah. instrument, you know you're doing something right when the sound that's coming out of the horn matches the sound in your head like you're like right. I know I know what a G sharp is supposed to sound like so yeah. I'm doing this to this horn and I'm supposed to get this sound and technically when you're playing a wind instrument like that's why they call it voicing the note mm-hmm. like your your vocal you cords are essentially in some kind of sympathetic vibration with the pitch that you're playing and, and hearing in your head to achieve that sound to be yeah. in pitch same with for it. clarinet yeah. Yeah. yeah oboe all of it yeah because yeah. there's like specific notes like particularly on the clarinet they call like throat tones mm-hmm. um, where there's because there's I don't even know I've been playing since I was 10 there's one two three four five six seven holes that's what, That's she, what said. she said. That's and then you said. got four keys that you can play here. There's three or four keys you play with this finger and four keys you can play with this one. And then there's like mm-hmm. another key here. So in any case, uh, you've got a lot of potential combinations, but your throat tones are like 
F, which is one, G, which is open, A, which is one little tab up here. Yeah, G sharp. G sharp on the side. So it's like very minimal manipulation to the horn itself. So if you can't manipulate your throat and your vocal cords, you can, those notes are very hard to achieve. In tune. In tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's mo- it's mainly you yeah. and not the instrument, mm-hmm. yeah. if that makes sense. That's also why no two people really sound alike, because it's it's your actual anatomy <clears throat> that produces your tone, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the specific timbre that comes out when you play play an instrument, you know. It's a signature. Yeah. 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 But like being in tune is being in tune. Like you can't be right. like, oh, huh. no, you're flat. You're sharp. Right. Fix it. <laughs> yeah. You may have to do something more than the other person to achieve that. But that to me is like a cop out. Like, oh, that's just what I sound like. We'll fix it because you're mm-hmm. flat and you're fucking everything up. Yeah. There. Yeah. F-bomb. F-bomb. I did it. I did it. <laughs> We've been cursing all night. Nobody said F-bomb that, I think that was the first F-bomb. Yeah. <sighs> Gold star. He did it before when he did the... Oh, I may oh, have said the, the George Carlin thing doesn't. Yeah, I may have said motherfucker at some point too, didn't I? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we've we've been right on the. Give train me credit. Again. Yeah, well, we'll have to play it back. That and was see. your first time. We'll, we'll let the judges decide. Yeah, on that. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the call pretty stands. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was her it was first, first time. In in any case, uh, so yeah, so going back to what you're saying, like if you're in your head matching the note to what you're supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. But if you can play that game where you can harmonize with what the note sounds like, that's like magic. That's really tough. Yeah. 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 Well, but then also technically, if, if you're getting the harmony correctly, then your vocal cords are still at, at some different level of that frequency. You know what I mean? Because harmony is... is what, the, like a third? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 why Western music sounds pleasing to us because of the relationships between it the frequencies. Pleasing. <laughs> no, that, it's just it's, a funny way of saying it. I know. It's like, well, it's this is sound pleasing. Well, no, but that's this why is the that's music why, nerd like, coming out. Yeah. That's why pop music is so popular because it's so simple. It's like one four chords, one fours, and fives. Yeah. Like, and that's that's kind of the extent of it. Yeah. So if you're if you're actually like harmonizing with that note, lyrics. then both oh, yeah. those frequencies are both there. Like one's either a fundamental or or it's a certain ratio above the fundamental pitch. So they're actually, they do work together. But it is it is still a mind fuck to do that. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> that was really in depth. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. I, I'm like never a music this is, nerd. I, I love the saxophone. That's if oh, only if only I could achieve that in my playing and, and not suck. I can talk about it. I just yeah. can't do it. I, I can talk. I can talk shit, but uh, I suck. Why do you play the alto and not the baritone? Um, I mean, I do play baritone, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I just I started on alto. Less. Yeah, because alto yeah. is like what you get in middle school. Like, yeah, they don't really start you on any other saxes, right? It's not in right. a not in a school program, yeah. a public school program. You're most you're ninety nine percent sure you're going to start on alto if you're playing sax um so i just stuck with that forever and then when i finished my masters uh in like 2010 i had just gotten a new a new vintage horn so new to me but it was a vintage horn uh a tenor and i was just like fuck it i'm tired of the alto so i put that down and uh, i've been playing tenor ever since then but i do play baritone also mm-hmm. just yeah, not very were, often you were playing barrow barrow <laughs> Baritone, Barry, with the uh, disco a little bit. Yeah. And like Barry I, sax is an E-flat. Correct. Right? It's an octave below an alto, essentially. Oh, okay. So it's like the difference between a B-flat clarinet and a bass clarinet. Right. I never knew that. <clears throat> yeah. It's a funky tune, funky sound for, uh, what was that, Bee Gees tune we used to play? 
Uh, oh, uh, dance the doo doo You should be dancing. No, was I don't it? Know. I don't remember. I don't think so. Anyway, um, so <laughs> earlier you can cut that out. <laughs> Probably <laughs> hashtag edit. Next, um, next Rolling Stones question. <laughs> no, I, no, that I, that's, that's my stones. <laughs> oh, okay, um, but earlier in the day. Oh, um, I have a question. Where's the coolest place you've seen them play? Copenhagen. Denmark. Nice. Yeah, Copenhagen is my favorite city in the world, so it was a double extra pleasure to go see them there. Twilight. Like, did you go there for the sole purpose of them performing there, or were you like, you were planning on going there, like, oh my God, they're going to be here? Back when I was a bachelor, Mm -hmm. I had a friend who also loved the Rolling Stones, and I said, next time they go on tour is when we're going to get together again, because he was living in Pennsylvania and I was in California, and where they happened to be playing was Europe, so we decided to backpack Europe. Did a Eurail ticket, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. You go around Europe on a on a pass, and you thumb it, and you sleep on sidewalks, and eat bread, and you know it's for cheap living, but it allows people to travel around. And we ended up planning the whole trip so that our final destination would take us up in Copenhagen, so we could go see the Rolling Stones. Nice. Dude, that's fucking so epic. That, <laughs> you, you didn't see him a couple times on that. that you today. just saw him just the no. once, just in Sweden, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can do that today. I know I could not do that ever. You know, and I live know. to tell about it. Yeah, I couldn't have handled People it. People in the states do it all the time. They follow like the Grateful Dead. They follow fish around. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Only you're just hippie living through the U.S., not on trains and places where it's safe. <laughs> Which I don't that, know if that really exists anymore. Well, yeah. But, but yeah. the the most the the biggest surprising time that I saw the Rolling Stones was out, which was it was when I was in Las Vegas, and I was driving around in a rental car to the conference, and I heard a commercial for the Rolling Stones, and I thought ah, another Vegas cover band. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was the Rolling Stones nice. playing there, and I went to see them at the MGM Grand without even realizing that it was going to be doing it that night. Nice. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um. I saw a couple months ago on the uh, DirecTV 4K channel, I found myself watching the uh, documentary they did uh, about their concert in Cuba. Yeah, Havana Moon. Yeah, when uh, they had they got bumped by Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. They had the date all planned. They had everything in transit to Cuba. They didn't even know if the concert was actually going to happen. Oh, didn't things get like stuck at the port or something? Well, I, I don't know. The deal was not signed, but they didn't have time to wait for the deal to be signed. They had to get the government's okay. Yeah. So everything was already well on its way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And then like they finally get approval. And then Obama's like, I'm going to go to Cuba. And they're like, wait a second. Concert's off. <laughs> we got to change things again. <laughs> well, they had to do that, that this last tour because Mick Jagger had a heart surgery. Yeah. 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 I know they rescheduled the entire thing. Yeah. Rescheduled. Did he have like heart heart surgery or just like pretend yeah. surgery? Oh, uh, yeah. had a stint put in. Oh, that's Bernie nothing. Bernie Sanders surgery? It's the same yeah, thing Bernie same Sanders thing, had. Yeah. You Bernie Sanders guy? As we, you know, I'm a liberal. Switch it to whoever's on that side. I'm going to support. And I'm not so much in. I think Bernie's time, his star has flashed across the sky already. Yeah, like I kind of feel like like I would like to think if I was a young voter, like in his heyday when he was like you know, a civil rights activist and stuff that, like. I don't know that there were enough people of this mindset then to have uh, made him more successful in his political career, like if he would have ever had a presidential bid then. Yeah, I agree. And it stinks because you're like, damn it, you're just, 
and I want to say that he's too old for office, but I'm just like, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it didn't help that he had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but- what this country's doing to that man. It's killing him. <laughs> I mean, if if he were, we were talking about this the other night. If he were to get it, like he his running mate would have to be one of the super young people. Mm-hmm. Like he'd have to go a complete opposite mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to know how that primary is going to sort itself out. I was uh, disappointed to see Beto O'Rourke. Having to drop out. I think he's. Was I, it me and you and talking about? Yeah, that? he's gonna. He's gonna he's be gonna one be of. He's vice. gonna be somebody's vice president. So they're like, save your money, mm-hmm. stop the campaign. Yeah. I perhaps we've yeah. been we watching pick, a lot of scandal. You mm-hmm. I, you know what? I stopped watching that after like the first two episodes. Oh really? I think yeah. I watched like a few seasons. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's like. Super well, my ex hot. was into it. Yeah. Oh, she is super hot oh, too. She's so nice to look at. Although she's got that giant forehead. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Kerry Washington. Yeah. Oh, she's in that other show you were talking about. The Americans. Americans okay. Mm-hmm. Felicity, right? Back no. In the day? No, that, that's, oh. uh, oh, now what's her name? No, oh, so no, I'm are not, you, then it's you, not the same person. Are you person. mixing up black actresses again? Because oh. they are not all the same. Oh, is she, this lady black? Kerry Washington is black. Oh, I'm thinking of, I'm yeah, thinking but of a white woman. Felicity is white. What's her name? Kerry something. <laughs> and that's the one from the Americans. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, then I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, look up the Americans. Hang on. She'll be right there. Or the show Felicity. So here's Kerry Washington. Yeah, I mean, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. You're right. She does have a large forehead. She does yeah. have the Peyton Manning forehead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All she, all she needs is banks. All she needs yeah. is a drive-in movie ticket stub. You, oh. if, you don't fix your, if you don't fix your life. That's if just recycling I w- I Peyton Manning jokes. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. Be American. Oh, no, me neither. I But I'd prefer this girl, though. This girl? That's coming up? Yeah. Carrie Watt. No. Oh, that's what, what is it, her name? Fuck. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Yes. Oh, no. Between Carrie Russell and Carrie Washington, well, Carrie she, Washington in the Americans, takes it all the way. She usually, you know, because she was a Russian spy, she was usually dressed down. Yeah, she was. If she was no, dressed. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Number one, she needs a sandwich. Number one. Number two. Yeah, but there's something about her. Like communism, she wasn't allowed to have a sandwich. She's definitely way too skinny for me. Like my preference is not that skinny. But uh, there's there's something about her. What? I just think it's funny. I don't know why I think it's funny. I just think it's funny. Well, she's super skinny. She is. Nope. Carrie Washington, winner. How do we get on the the, uh, Carrie subject? Oh, vice president. You said that I was watching too I, much Scandal. Yes. Where did that, and where did Scandal come? Okay, now, now I'm back Because to, I was saying yeah. that uh, someone told Beto to, to take a step back out of- Oh, was that to, a storyline from that show? I don't know, because I haven't seen it. I only watched possibly. the first two episodes. I'm I'll completely confused then as yes, to why it, you it reminded it, it reminded me of, of that show. Okay. That kind of political scandal. You oh, know, so it's a political Backdoor deals. So it's well, a murder show. I mean, yeah, there's murder in it. There's a lot, actually. If she watches it, there's probably murder there's, in it. Well, yeah, there there probably was murder in it. Oh, yeah. and the guy from... Um, you would have liked what... Half-Baked uh, was in it. Um, the one that plays... Dave um, Chappelle? No, Scarface. The guy who plays Scarface. The one that's like... Uh, oh, uh, They kill killer, yo. They the kill killer. The guy from Weeds? Oh, man. What was his name? Did you watch Weeds? No. Did was you watch that Weeds? show, Weeds? No. He was, uh, uh, his name is Guillermo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that's his name, isn't it? I, maybe. I think so. Um, but yeah, that's I, a good show. It was, it was, it was okay. It was good. Yeah, he's, that's how I remember him from Half-Baked. 
Yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. It's Guillermo. Your computer sucks. I, Remember, I, I, I told you that, that night. Remember when yeah. we brought my Mac in here and we had yeah, no problems that night? Yeah, it worked perfectly. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> Chromebook. It was, fail. It was, a, it was a Christmas present. That is true. I did tell Send your mom to get you a Mac. Did you tell my mom to get me a Mac? At that time, I... <gasps> and she didn't? No. See? <laughs> that was like before she knew me, though. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. So if she knew you better, she would have? <laughs> she might have. <laughs> no, I think it's because she knows me better and she knows that I would not know. Yeah, but now she knows that you're a Mac person. I'm not a Mac person. I just married one. <laughs> that's, so That's my story. Getting back to right. what I... I don't know how we got onto this whole thing. Um, I found today um, in a spindle of CDs... Oh, boy. And I've only got a couple of short things here. Anyway, way back... 2001, so we're talking now 17, 18 years ago? 18. When you were knee high to the curb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before your As a yes, correct. wide eyed mm-hmm. uh, third year junior. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Starting my first year at ESU, I don't know how many. I was, I guess, my third year in college. First year at ESU, first of three. That's where you need uh, the clip from uh, Animal House. Fat and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> you got to get that clip. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I do. <laughs> Why flounder? Why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, old band of ours, typical situation. Oh, it's fat, drunk, and stupid. Sorry. Fat, drunk, and stupid, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Um, so I was producing Rob's talk show, and uh, one day in, early, in the spring, this must have been towards the, actually the end of the year, because we talked about like me taking over as program director the following fall. Mm-hmm. Rob had us on his show, and it was actually myself, Matt, and Steve Nichols. And Dieter called in, yeah. or attempted to. I don't remember that either. Yeah, and, and there was talk about Corey calling in, but I don't know if she ever did. I only listened to a couple minutes of this. I found a couple of clips. Right. Uh, I wanted to play a couple of these for what it's worth. Uh, they're just fun to listen to. It starts out, we had you got, uh, Mark filled in for me in the producer's chair that day. Ah, Well, many congratulations to you, Mark. It's great to see you again. As a musician and as a person who has worked the board before, he was an ideal choice for today's show, which gets behind why Chris Babcock isn't over there because he's right here across the table from me. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. Weird to be on the other side of the coin, isn't it? You're usually working working the knobs and talking to me through a window. Yeah. But today you're actually one of the guests because you're a member of a band. Yes, I am. Typical situation is the name of the band. (laughs) Yep. And you've got five people in this band. Actually, you've added a sixth, yeah, right? Yeah, we've added a sixth now. Mm-hmm. So it's, what kind of music, this band, typical situation? <laughs> and that's where I cut it off. I don't want it there. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought that was your long, dramatic pause. Uh, no, like, uh, I don't think well, you want to listen to me try to explain the music we played. No, I'd rather not. Because it went on and on. Ooh. And I don't know why it went on so long for such a simple style of I, music. I wasn't there to kick you under the table. Like, dude, shut up. <laughs> I don't have any clips of Matt on here, but you got to hear Matt. Oh, he probably sounds like he a sounds five like year a kazoo. old. Yeah, <laughs> a kazoo. <laughs> he was like sixteen. Yeah, yeah, this 17? high pitched like, right? Like, uh, yeah. I should. I mean, now I'm kind of with a kazoo sound to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Dieter tried to call in. 
Oh, that's right. We have one we of your somebody your on fellow, the phone, your bandmates on the phone. <laughs> so we'll we'll introduce that CD song shortly. Who do we have on the phone, Mark? Uh, this is Dieter on the phone right now. I'm gonna hopefully it'll work. Uh, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Yo, yo Dieter. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you play, Dieter, in this band? I actually uh, I'm not hearing myself coming over the radio right now. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, that doesn't matter. As long as you can hear us, just know that you are. What do you play in the band, Dieter? I don't think he can hear us because he can't hear himself over the radio. Okay, well, we're going to have to come back to that. <laughs> i tell you what, Mark. Tell him to hold on for a couple moments. We'll catch up with him right off the break if he can hold through and we can sure. figure that out. Okay. And we'll go ahead and introduce this song off the CD. <laughs> and then... We're going to give it another shot. We can handle it technologically. It's not looking good. Mark is shaking his head. But let me just try and see if we can bring Dieter in. Are you there, Dieter? Yeah, we're having more problems there. Well, listen, I want to turn Dieter, our attention to a newspaper. Dieter, are you drunk? Story of my Where life. Where are you, Dieter? Yeah. Dieter, come in. Uh, yeah, Do you I don't, need help? I was told I'd hear my voice coming out of the radio, and uh, I got nothing. We, you lied to me, Chris. It, it wouldn't have been me. It would have been Mark. He was talking to you on the phone. And you wouldn't want your voice, if you were waiting for your know, voice to come a, out of the radio. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I know. But 6.8 seconds behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. But people do. I mean, people would do that all the time. You'd. And you'd hear it on like big, you know. Oh yeah, people like Anthony. they talk and there's like this delay and they're yeah. like waiting to hear themselves echo and yeah. I but I couldn't hear you in my phone. Yeah, at all. yeah. So something was clearly screwed up, yeah. and I cut out the loud feedback bits uh-huh. that would have made our ears bleed. Yeah, I think our plan was that I would hear you guys just through the radio. You, no, you're supposed to hear everything over the phone. Oh. So well, let's try that again. You got a phone I can plug in. We can call here. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> We could finally get him on the radio. Once was enough. <laughs> but we did have you back, and I, I, can't, I don't have a recording of this. If I do, I don't know where it is. We did have you back. Of course. To no, prove I'm, that he exists. Yeah. You want to talk on your mic? You're like, ah. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you want to be heard, son? Get nope. the mic. <laughs> I threatened Edith last week. Every time she would like talk off mic, I'm like, every time you talk off mic, I'm just cutting you out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That got That's her to fair. talk on mic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so, she was like winning money for. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she was. Apparently, every time I told somebody to be on mic, somebody was supposed to give someone money. Oh, because I'm a hard ass. Did Jahida set them up for that? No, I, I had nothing, I had nothing to do with that. That seems to be right up your alley. It does actually, but <laughs> I, I won't even take credit. Huh? They just know you that well. Maybe. Yeah. Do you deal with that dealing with people that come in to do your talk show that just have no clue and just don't? Do you even? I mean, you don't wear headphones though, so you have. No. I have a hard time doing this without have. I mean, outside of having this, even like when we sit with our recorder, like four of us sitting in a circle, mm-hmm. I still wear a pair of earbuds because I need to hear it. I don't like stuff in my ears. You know, I go by line of sight. Yeah. I look at the board. I look at the meters. If my line but of sight your, tells me. And so you trust your producer enough then to. I trust, to trust my producer. Yeah. You should trust your producer enough. That's me. That's him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I. I don't like to sit here and ride the levels all the time. No. Plus, the, this board is nowhere near as sensitive as mm-hmm. that board. I couldn't believe how sensitive I was yeah, all the, over the place. The real radio board is bouncing all over. Yeah. It was it was wild. I'm kind of like, I like it in our play. It just, <laughs> I just set it and forget it for the most part. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said Until for that. Until we do other stuff. Yeah. So. What has been your favorite memory at ESU? So how long have you been at ESU then? That's my 29th year. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. I was and an unmarried guy when I moved here. 
And uh, 29 years later, I have two kids. Do you have any, have any crazy nightlife Strasbourg stories oh from back boy. in the day? Hey, <laughs> I've Nothing's been trying share. to distance myself from those for a while. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. He still has the job. So. I still have the job, yeah. He wants to keep it that Next way. Next week, we'll have another special guest on the show. Uh, Bob something. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> uh. Would you like a bump? <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> this is why he doesn't trust his producer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And you didn't answer the question. <laughs> what? <laughs> what Do you want a bump? <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so th- um, 30 years. Wow. Almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. Yeah. It's been a great institution. East Stroudsburg University. I love it. It's been great to my, me and my family and my family and I, I should say <coughs> my family and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been great to all of us. <laughs> so, so you, you were doing your show from the very beginning. When did you actually get involved? When were you, did you become the advisor? Well, I was hired on the probability that I could become the advisor. I was not offered the job, but that's what I wanted. I was leaving a radio station in California where I was an advisor, and that radio station was one watt. (laughs) One watt. So when I had the chance to come to a thousand watt radio station, that that was big time. And I, I had to come here and establish myself with the students. It was an unadvised radio station. It did have an advisor, but the advisor was hands off, didn't really know anything about radio and had inherited that job. So the students were searching for some guidance. And then when I came here, I started hanging out with them basically and doing a show. And, you know, when you're in radio, you, you realize that you all have something in common that you cannot maybe necessarily put your fingers on what that is that you have in common, but it's, it's radio. What that means, I'm not quite sure. But once they started to see that I was basically a radio person and they started to give me a lot of trust. And then eventually I was proposed as the advisor to the radio station. I got to be that, got to take on that job after six months of working at ESU. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So you've been doing that for almost 30 years as well. Almost 30 years as well. Yeah. So you've seen that. I mean, the station changed. I mean, quite a bit just since I've left. When you got there, vinyl was still in its heyday for preferred format, and so you've watched it go from vinyl all the way down to basically nothing now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's affected the way that the disc jockeys organize their shows. So it, radio was a lot more spontaneous when I started because you you bring your milk crates full mm-hmm. of vinyl, and then you decide on the spot. Yeah, I hear this song in my head. I know what's going to come next. It'll be a great transition. And you do it. Today, students are showing up with their phones loaded with their playlists. Yeah. They've thought through what they want to play on their their show the day before they're constructing playlists. And the music is either on their phone or it's up in the cloud and they're playing it back. So, but you know, the, the pinnacle for, I, I shouldn't really say the pinnacle, but maybe the greatest moment in recent times for the radio station was when we won the MTV Woody Award in 2014. And that award was given out by MTV for the, quote, best college radio station in the whole country. Yeah, I remember that. Not just Pennsylvania. Not just Pennsylvania. We beat out UC Berkeley was the next one on there. Gotcha, Berkeley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, they they were in the running two years in a row, so they must have been especially disappointed. I remember waiting up late at night for MTV to post the winner, and it came through showing East Stroudsburg University's little radio station at the top. Every other radio station that was on the list was at a university that had well over 30,000 people. Wow. Wow. And here's ESU with 
7,000 students in our radio station one the woods. So what was the yeah. criteria? It was a two two stage process. So the first process is they identify the stations that they want to include on their shortlist and they identify you by your social media footprint, by the way that you report to the College Media Journal if you remember that. Yep. It's defunct now. That okay. was the Yeah, Mark and I were talking about that on the show 2 yeah. weeks ago. We weren't sure if it still existed or not. Yeah, the College Media Journal would uh, compile songs that were being played by college radio then send those songs out to record labels and then the record labels would supply the music to the stations yeah. who were playing their stuff. So uh, we made it in that top 10 list and then it became a popular vote. And so you had to fan out across social media and you had to get people to vote all the time. And the way that we won it in the end was I was teaching a class at that time called Intro to Mass Media that had over 200 students in it. And I gave them extra credit to come into a computer lab and clickety, clickety, clickety. But it was not, it was not disingenuous because we happened to be studying online media in the chapter at that time. So we used this to talk about viral campaigns. But it was like, a, it was like an engine in that room. Wow. Nice. And we just had like that movie back with students <laughs> clickety, clickety, clickety. Oh, and now, now UC Berkeley is really fucking pissed. Yeah, Berkeley. <laughs> oh, like, it's hey, Berkeley. Sorry. We're, yeah. sm- we're smarter than those people. Yeah. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> They're like, next year. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say, when it's based on a popularity contest, I mean, the, yeah, the student body alone puts you at a disadvantage, but... Well, not necessarily, because ESU it really shows how people can mobilize, yeah, right? Yeah. And the, the networks of people that they were getting, that each individual person who was promoting the station would tap into and get their friends and their followers to vote. Yeah, really I'm pretty amazing. sure I voted. I'm pretty sure I've voted a few yeah. times, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you probably did. I mean, we were calling on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you've been, like, an instructor this whole time. I was a professor for the first... Well, I still am a professor, but I was I was exclusively teaching up until six years ago. And then there was a need for, for somebody to run for department chair, and I ran, and I've been department chair for six years now. This is my sixth year of that. But I was teaching mostly in the broadcasting concentration. So my typical classes would be radio practicum, broadcast journalism, comparative media, which is a class that I teach overseas all the time, including last summer in Mexico. Those are were sort of my normal courses. Do you feel like, or how do you feel, or how do you think college students have changed since you started teaching versus like like the last years you were teaching. Yeah, you know, the thought process today for college students is so fragmented and disjointed because of the cell phone use. I mean, it's very difficult to sustain the attention of college students in a linear way. And that means, you know, proceeding from one argument to the next argument to the next argument. Students' minds are all over the place today, and it's very difficult for them to put the phone down for even a couple minutes without checking notifications. So, you know, and it's not realistic to say, I'm going to hold a class and say, don't use the phone. I mean, we should be trying as instructors to allow students to use the phone in the class. That's what they want to do. So why not incorporate it into their learning? So I'm still struggling with ways to do that. I know that one adaptation I've had to do in my intro to mass media class now is instead of saying no cell phone use, I actually have a cell phone zone in my class. So the first four rows are no cell phone use. And then after that, you can use the cell phone in rows five through whatever. And that's to allow the people in the first four rows to not be distracted by stuff if they don't want to be. They want to be in a nice, quiet space. They can do that. Hmm. I would say that's the biggest change that I've seen in college students. 
yeah. would say like it's I mean it, it, it doesn't start in college like I feel like this kind of stuff starts so much earlier yeah, on so like kids are using their cell phones or electronics whatever in high school and junior high and elementary school so they've grown up like getting their education that way and now they're going to college and they're like what do you mean I can't use my phone can't use their phone and they're being told that they have to read books which <laughs> it's really almost impossible to get students to read books today yeah it's 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 a sad statement but it's also understandable right because that's not a medium that they're growing up with they're used to reading stuff on their phones and so it's our job to teach them that there's only really one way that you can develop a way of thinking that is that's incisive and has depth and has a, a procedure to it that allows you to analyze problems methodically the only way you can get that is by reading and it's a it's a battle that we struggle with our students for four years convincing them. And finally, they get to the end. They're like, yeah, I, I can see now, you know, that my development has taken place because I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I love to read now. And I hated it in school because you were forced mm-hmm. to do it, you know. Interesting. It's, maybe it's, like the topics are different. Like, yeah, I mean. for pleasure. Like, yeah, but I mean, but what I read, though. I mean, rarely do I ever read anything that's that's fiction. I mean, every most ninety percent of what I read is something nonfiction stuff. I would have been, you know, read in school mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what it was. Something somewhere along the line either just clicked with me, or it's just you know, hey, you have to read seven books over the summer. You know, it's do this, do this, do that. You know, I don't know if it's that, but something clicked where I like. You know, I working, you know, what I did for almost 15 years, an hour lunch break every day, you know, you only have so much money to go out to lunch so many days a week or whatever. Like I got into the habit for years. I would bring like a salad and I'd sit and read and I would knock out a book every two weeks, just putting an hour in at lunch. And I'd be sitting there and be like, I don't want to go back to work. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes I'd try to stretch that out as long as I could. I get, you know, caught up in something and, uh, and I'm just I wish I'd like like to read like that. But I guess too the subjects were Yeah. I mean when you were forced to read it, yeah, it was you know, whatever the curriculum wanted. I mean I guess that was it too. But I, I enjoy reading I don't mind reading on my I've had a Kindle for years. I think my Kindle's now dead, but I had a Kindle for years. I'll read on my iPad, but I you know I'll read on books too. I find it I prefer books. I like books, but I pref- I like the Especially because I got so used to reading while I ate, while I ate. using a tablet was so much easier because to to turn the page, mm-hmm. tap it, turn the page. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I could stand it up against the, you know thing on the table, sit and eat and read and just tap, make it change page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same with me being on the subway. Yeah, for over a decade, like it was so much easier just to have my phone and be holding onto the pole and just be <laughs> able to read like that rather than to hold a book with one hand because I like you yeah. got to hold yeah. on, you know. And a couple, like I read like the Steve Jobs book, which was like that thick. And that's tough when it's that thick and you're trying to eat and hold the one yeah. side open and putting your phone on it. The First hold world problem. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so tough to read. Yeah. I got to hold a book open. Yeah. I turn pages. Mm. It's tough. You are what's wrong with the youth today. <laughs> you are what's right for like technological yeah. advances. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I read. It's it's good. So yeah. um, no, I still prefer. And I've tried like audiobooks. I can't get down with audiobooks. And uh, uh and I try to do the, the Kindle because I have the Kindle app on my phone and like now with libraries and I don't get this I don't I don't understand that libraries only have so many copies of digital books 
Like, I thought that was the point of digitizing well, books. It should be unlimited, huh? It should be unlimited. It's, it's a license thing, though. It's the same yeah. thing with, like, software. Like, you go to a company and they but only have 10 licenses of Excel. That 11th person comes in, if they want to play by the book and not get reported on that Facebook ad that gets that's out there all the time. Those things are funny. I don't know. Right? Do you ever see the no privacy, the yeah. anti privacy? You're borrowing yeah. it. You don't. You don't. And it's like from the library. And I it's, get it with like physical books. Yeah. If they only have five. No, copies it's, it's of, a licensing thing. Anyway, so well, we have an author right here. You can ask him. It's a licensing thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get how they don't give you like. I, I guess what do the, I guess they pay for it, whatever and yeah. it, it makes sense but it doesn't anyway my point is is I try to do that too and I I lose interest I can't get into the book that I can't physically hold so I lose interest with my Kindle app which is why it takes me like six months to read a book yeah I mean the pleasure one of the pleasures of book reading is the is the tactile experience is yeah. as tough it is as it is for you Chris to fit it in between your bites <laughs> and turn your pages yeah. when I'm eating my chipotle salad I want to get like sour cream on the book and yeah but no I mean I do I'll, I'll buy books and uh, you know I I like having books on a shelf for whatever reason yeah I'm the same way like they just look nice it makes you look smarter <laughs> You need a library in your house. That's, that's you know you the old me. saying, if you go home with someone and they don't have any books, don't fuck them. Oh, I've never heard that saying. <laughs> You've never heard that? No. Oh, no, yeah. Neither have I. It's great mm. advice, too. Well, but you know what was weird is that when we finally, we finally, when we moved in together, we both had well, I thought you were going to say when we finally fucked. <laughs> no, excuse me. We have yet to do that. Oh, sorry. <sighs> oh, that's right. Uncle Daddy's are in Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Don't mess up his, his his wish list. Is that good for me or bad for me? <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I think he's going back to the part where Rayan called him daddy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he says goodnight, daddy, to Dieter. Because yeah. he, he, like... He'll, daddy and I Dieter, they, I, they sound close a little he, bit. But I can tell that, like, now that he is starting to, like, talk more... I can see the wheels turning faster than his lips and he like yeah. he kind of gets like stumped on himself but he so he's he went to say goodnight to everybody and then he went to Dieter and said goodnight daddy and you're like no that's Dieter and then I said that's Uncle Dieter and he goes Uncle Daddy yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway no the answer is no you, we were talking about books we were talking about books but do you remember oh, yeah. that when we moved in and we started like putting all our books out that we both had the same copy of this really random book and no. it was, we have two copies of a, uh, it's called like The World in a Thousand Pictures or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and it's a very small book and it's a book I found like in a yard sale or something and it just like spoke to me and I bought it and you have the same copy. I also have the super bad dick drawings book, so. And I've seen the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. I yeah. haven't looked at the book though. Cult- you haven't, you've never looked cultured. at the book? Cultured. This man is cultured. No, I will at some point. Say. Yeah. Well, we could put it up on the uh, green screen like we talked about one night. Yeah. We're uh, we're barreling towards uh, 10 o'clock here, so. Which is yeah, and I got to pee pretty soon. Yeah. See, works, uh, of, works of art. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, who does this? Very dignified. Who did this? So, uh, I just actually read that the other day. It was. Um, you read the penis book? <laughs> the book I was of, watching when we were. Dick the one day. It was like the day you went out to breakfast with your friends in Tampa. Like, Oh, so he was watching, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'll look at dick pics while she's having I breakfast. Was, yeah. I was at her mom's house working. 
drawing baseball it. players. I'm, yeah, I'm trying. I'm okay. Get the deck. I'm trying to get. <laughs> All right, and I'm watching Superbad on TV. It's yeah, on, or on some Netflix now. Right, and uh, go on. And you're jerking off. Oh, <laughs> man. And I got to the. I I told this story last. You can week. edit all this out too, by the way. Which I won't. He yeah. will. <laughs> I was looking up to see where the movie took place, and then I got onto a thing I read about oh, that. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. The that McLovin was. Um, 17 at the time of the movie mm. so his mom had to be in the room when he did that sex scene oh that's rough and I don't even remember a sex scene yeah it's the one where the cops burst and they're goes, like McLovin he's like oh my god it's, it's in, in. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so I'm reading like the Wikipedia entry and they talk about the book and I think it was uh so uh, the guy, Seth Rogen's friend, Evan Goldberg, I think it was Evan's brother drew all of those illustrations <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> so long, uh, uh, long run around to to that. That was Spencer's gifts years ago. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a funny book. I've never read it. I mean, well, I there's nothing to read. It. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I thought there was. Maybe, oh, she's like, gonna study it. <laughs> I mean, I know there's like illustration. I thought maybe it's, there was like little blurbs yeah, of no, something. It's, but. it's not. A oh, there's little blurbs of something, <laughs> though, right? <laughs> All right, you better end this before I keep going. I'm, you know. He's on a roll. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. <laughs> oh, jeez. I've hit all my questions here on my list. I know we talked a lot of stones. Were you ever a student going to class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday? No. No? No, because... So, at ESU, the major I was in, radio actually wasn't part of it. Uh, I just... But it was when I was at IUP, so I started doing radio out there and fell in love with it. And when I came to ESU, like, I wanted to do all the video and all the graphic design stuff, but radio wasn't part of that. So, I just did radio for fun. So, what, what do you like about radio? I like, I mean, and it's been so long since I've done radio, right? That it's, I, I like the spontaneity of it. Like, I used to love doing the music shows. I don't think I actually ever did a talk show until I did those sports shows with Frank after I graduated. So, it's it's like Rob explained, you know, you could, you know, I'd bring my books of CDs in. I had so many in my office that the whole book of them got stolen from my desk one day. <laughs> he is not bitter at all. <laughs> You remember all. that? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. yeah. And if you're out there, you <laughs> son of a. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna find you, so and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. That was that was the whole. Th- you know, it's it was finding the next song to play, and yeah. you know, creating creating a story, if you if you will. And then mm-hmm. you can do the same thing when you DJ a party, and that's why I hate you. You go to things like that, and guy. Did, I mean, I use, I use a laptop now because mm-hmm. why not? My shit's there. But like people just like you say, create a playlist, hit play, and then just sit there. And now look at, you know, you've, you've done a couple of them with me. Like I'll have like three songs queued up and I'm still searching for the next song and I won't ever get two or three songs ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's true. Cause you kind of have to like feel the, exactly. feel the crowd. It's, it's like playing, it's like moment. being a musician, you know, it it's, like, it's like creating a set list for your gig and then you get two songs into it and you abandon it because it's like, Oh, the room is not what we exactly. thought. Yeah. So, so you don't play this. You instead. don't necessarily get that luxury so much on the radio I mean, if I guess if you're on a big station and you're getting a lot of constant feedback, you do. With a college station, you don't necessarily always get that. Uh, but it was still fun. You got to tell your own story all the time. That's right. And uh, and I should have left it in, but like the little bit there before you started talking to me on that when you were talking to Mark, 
you know, he, you were kind of asking him about his, the show he did over the years. And I remember it was called left of the left of the dial. So it was all alternative music. And he kind of, you know, he kind of said the same thing. He's like, you just get to, you get to tell the story of what you're feeling that day or, or whatever. So, um, and that's kind of what I like to, when I became program director, I wanted to bring that play what you want because the guy before me was a little structured when he came in and yelled at me for playing something on my radio show because it didn't fit his format. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is not to say that radio is unplanned, right? It's totally, it's totally thoughtful. Oh, well, yeah. Now, yeah, now it's, but I mean, the spontane the spontaneity of the past doesn't mean that it was unplanned. I mean, it was a very thoughtful experience. You're really planning on the moment, not beforehand, but in the moment, you're feeling what should be happening next. And there's a lot of thought process that goes into and, that. And you're working within, you know, a window and mm-hmm. you got to get to the top of the hour for this or... Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's a lot like jazz improvisation. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, it's all happening in the moment and it's totally made up. However, like, you you've... You dove so deep into that information that you can just pull it up at command, it's like, like controlled chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like you're you're you've, you're reading the room. You're like there's one tune playing, and so you're like, all right, this is what's coming out of the bag next. And it's the same thing when you're improvising on a jazz tune. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing, you're feeling the other musicians in the crowd, and you're like, all right, now I'm going to hit them with this, right? And you do something either unexpected or repetitive and mm-hmm. that, you know, but it's not random. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you've, it's intentional. It's That's, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. There's forethought. <laughs> and, yeah. and I would say if I was back in college now, I would, I would definitely be doing a talk show of some sorts too. Yeah. Because it's so fulfilling. I, yeah. And I just like, I've enjoyed like, especially like the last probably five or six weeks where it's just, whether I've known the people or not, we've had a couple of people in, I, you know, with like Rory that we didn't really know, but I mean, most part, they're people I know, they're friends of mine. It's just fun to sit down and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the best part. You never know what's like, sometimes, you know. And that's we, why Cambodia loves us. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we have a, you know, we call them a rundown and it's basically a, a list and it's got topics on there and we'll follow it down. Um, and then sometimes we like to say is we like. To, you like Sometimes to say, yeah. we, as we like to say, we fly without a kite <laughs> and just apparently we say that now <laughs> it's just off the cuff he's just gonna keep doing you. it until it sticks yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not a bad one it's, too, it's too confusing it's not a good one though <laughs> <laughs> once it's a t-shirt it'll make a lot more sense I don't know about that <laughs> that's gonna be your next dinner with Schmuck's t-shirt I don't know about that you're no, I kind of have some I, ideas, stuff that I totally like stole off the internet, but that I like. I <laughs> that you want me to recreate? And just no, like put our logo on it. No, well, you could do that, but just to, like in, in the style of kind of thing, okay. like not to rip it off or rip off somebody's style, but inspired by Dieter Peter, our new creative director. Yes, <laughs> Doctor Dieter Peter. Doctor Dieter Peter. Yeah, Doctor Yeah, yep. there we go. <laughs> Find his. Uh, do you need something? To, do you have something for me to look at? Cause I'll look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and then it's just an email address to send pictures. Send pics to yeah. drdeter.com at drdeterpeter.com. Yeah. At, at drdeterpeter. At gmail.com. <laughs> at Yahoo. Yeah. He still uses the hotmail. Oh no. I abandoned that years ago. No, man. but you're Dr. Dieter Peter. Well, that's up for debate. You know, yeah. I can't really reveal that. 
Oh my gosh. You know, because of the FBI. <laughs> oh my God. Because of the implication. Yeah. Yeah. She would never say no because of the implication. That one worked as well. Hope as needed. Caution. Objects may appear more edible than they actually are. Oh my God. All right, Homer. 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 Let Homer take us out. Rob, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, it was thank fun. Appreciate out. it very much. And uh, if you ever want to do a podcast, we could, we could, we could put you out on the Moon Pigeon Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. You could do that, yeah. And uh, we'd love to have uh, Dr. Rob doing the, I don't know, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. <laughs> no, no. Next to, uh, Where is he going? Next to the Moon Pigeon Podcast Hour. Yeah. yeah. You can do your podcast desde Mexico. In no way affiliated with drdieterpeter.com. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Rob, is there anything else? I mean, you want to, we're still in the middle of the uh, semester. You want to plug anything in like your show, times? Well, if you you're. give your students extra credit for listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. That's bribery. <laughs> Shenanigans. Have them have them write papers about the the lack of viralness of the podcast. Of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And they can take a trip to Cambodia to interview <laughs> yeah. people personally. That's right. <laughs> there's wrong. there's a lot of opportunities in this. Right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little field research. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got the talk show, which is Tuesdays from five to six p.m. And that's every Tuesday. And then we've got the Stones Hour, which follows immediately 6 to 7 p.m. Coming up next is the Stones Hour. (laughs) And 90.3 FM, WESS. That can be heard uh, through the Poconos and the Lehigh Valley. And then let me see if I can remember this address because I used it. I said it like 15 times, plug in our uh, appearance. Quantum.esu.edu slash club slash WESS. We just say go to your favorite search engine and Google. <laughs> sorry, and search for WDSS. It's much easier. So there's a website too. I'll put it in the description so you can just click on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, listen live, and then all your shows actually go to the Radio Free America kind of. So you kind of have a podcast anyway. Yeah, so, we do. It's sorry. called archive shows, yeah. right? It's. Yeah, technically a podcast. So there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been doing it longer than you. Getting around the podcast. Yeah. Been, when did you guys start doing that, actually? Uh, I think it's probably about uh, four years ago we started huh? with Radio Free America. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I, yeah, I always wish there was... Uh, that stuff just didn't exist. I mean, it was sort of the guy I did my internship for had that crazy idea of streaming music to your cell phone. It seemed crazy back then. Everyone told him he was a nut. Mm. I mean, the guy, the guy was a little bit of a nut, but... Yeah, that's beside the point. He <laughs> yeah. could have been but a rich This nut. happened to be one of his good ideas. Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody looked at him like he had two heads, and now... Now anybody, like you said, everybody, mm-hmm. like, like our son was doing that at dinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Streaming, streaming music, streaming city. It's changing the face of radio. It is. And radio doesn't have a face. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think do you see podcasts as a a competition? As competition, or I see it as an extension. Because what's going to preserve traditional radio is the automobile, right? People are going to be driving in America. That's that's our culture where we don't use public transportation much. And so radio still is firmly planted inside of people's cars. You'll have people listening to podcasts increasingly for sure, but then you have the data problems, people running out of data and uh, electricity and losing their battery power. So the podcast is not as easy and as accessible as just turning on the good old radio dial while you're driving and your your terrible commute, which you can't stand, <laughs> and you need radio to help you through. 
And I'll, I'll tell you what, too. My favorite part of that is like talk shows. Because mm-hmm. the, the older I get, I mean, I listen to music all the time. And there are times when I need a break. Yeah. Oh, like, when I'm driving like on a long trip, I... There's been sometimes like we drew, drove, drove, drove. <laughs> <laughs> There's sometimes we drove from Florida up here. The one, the, like the last time I think we did it non-moving, I drove the whole way because I think you were in the back Sleeping. with Raymond. Yeah. I listened to podcasts the entire way. Yeah, the entire I don't way. know how you do that. And like, I listened like, it was like we had five already out by that. I listened to our first five. Yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to my own podcast. I, I listen to my own podcast all the time. Yeah, I think I think in my age, I'm losing my memory. So I do listen to our episodes because I'll, I'll listen yeah. to stuff and I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. Or yes. I don't, you know, and they're, totally. it's t- we're totally funnier the second time around. Yeah. But I, I, I do enjoy talk radio, but... So like the guys I like listening to, they're increasingly not on the radio anymore. So you you know you said the automobile data and all that stuff with with the you know advent of five G around the corner and all this super internet where everyone's going to be connected all the time. That kind of almost defeats the the need, so to speak, for terrestrial airwaves when you have Sirius XM in New York who now. You know, you has whatever two hundred stations listen to via their satellite. You can listen to another one hundred and fifty. You know, and it's so customized. They're hooked up with Pandora now. Do you see like? Do you see that as as a that that as a threat that could? I think I think it's encroached about as much as it's going to encroach because you know you're you're going to hit a ceiling with the population who does not want to pay for radio like you have to on Sirius and don't want to pay the twelve bucks a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have other people who have the choice of getting into their car and playing back their own playlists through Bluetooth, and plenty of people do that. But the role of radio today is still to surprise people, surprise people with something that they didn't know was coming. And to also yeah, find out what that, other people are listening to. Yeah, but th- so much of radio isn't that, though. So much of radio is the same 10 songs played over and over again. And you switch through and you'll hear the same song on four channels because it's that point in the rotation. Yeah, there's a lot of monotony in radio. <laughs> so, I mean, but to that point, college stations are great for that. You're, you're always going to hear you're going to be surprised. But I have I can't I can't listen to radio in the car. Yeah, I think I, I think podcasts there. might be a threat to commercial radio for sure. That's right. But I, I don't think like public radio and college radios. I don't, I don't think that stuff's going to go away. There's probably always going to be people pirating and just oh, yeah. transmitting, you know, especially because it's getting almost a nostalgia factor. Like people like a, a, a real radio, mm. like with a fucking transistor in it, you know, mm-hmm. that you can just yeah put That's like four G so. batteries in or, or whatever, you know, <laughs> because the trans not picking up anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that think the world is ending next week, you know, on a, on any given day, you know, there's preppers out there, you know, so that's that's a technology that we will be able to continue to use after, you know, the apocalypse. And I think that's a valuable thing. I think a lot of people realize Let's that. Let's hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything's digital now, isn't it? Yeah. And that's all. That's going to be fucked. Exactly. Yeah. So, but nobody has analog equipment anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. That's why it's a smart thing to have. But I'm saying, like, even the stuff you think is analog is digital. It's made to look like analog. I know that. Okay. I don't know where we're going then. What are we arguing about? I don't know what Nothing. you <laughs> You say we. I say you. Yeah. I'm me. Him no. and I. You're not. No. All right. I'm not. This is the other problem we have is ending things. I see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just where the lights go out. Yeah. So we just need a remote, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Rob, the Thank talk you show, so much for coming. Uh, Thank Stone Tower. Thank you guys. You have anything to plug? Probably not, right? Uh, your concert? No, this will be out after your concert, so don't plug it. Wait, when is my concert? Sunday, and this will be out on Monday. Oh, it's this Sunday? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Oh, let me look. I just anything after the eleventh on. Correct. Oh my gosh, my concert's like in a week. Ay, sorry. Uh, so I'm playing uh, Saturday, December seventh, uh, with the Keystone College Jazz Band. That's the day after our hundred, our ninety ninth episode yes. live at Steamtown, and the day after our hundredth episode. Live at Statler's in Scranton. Stalters. Stalter. What did I say? Stalters. Statler Brothers. It's Stalters. Stalters. Yeah, on Friday the 13th of December at That's what? two days before our. 7.30? Good grief. Our, our, our podcast is the 15th. Sunday the 15th. Update your calendar. Do oh. I have to update my calendar? No, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I had it on both days. Gosh, Dr. Dieter. Anyway. The day before our 100th episode. <laughs> Say you're playing on a Monday? <laughs> no. I'm retarded. Uh, uh, December so, 13th? No, December 14th December on Saturday. 14th. I'm playing at the Ritz uh, with Steve Fobble for like a holiday jazz concert. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Do we get invited? Uh, no. You're invited to everything automatically. I'd be like, you're just supposed yeah. to I'm look like at, the band. You're supposed you're to follow my website, you know, and keep up with Dieter, what I'm doing. Dr. Dieter, 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 Dieter Dr. Dieter Peter Let me delete that before I forget again. <clears throat> and uh, dinnerwithschmucks.com, Dinner with Schmucks on Facebook, on Instagram, DWS Podcast on Twitter, dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com to get your swag. We're working on an Amazon affiliate program. I just need to figure out how to make it work. And uh, so you can buy products from our website through Amazon. Because it's cool to do. Be one of the cool kids. Be one of the cool kids. And then highstickcreative.com. Keep me busy. (laughs) You've been busy lately. I have been. It's a busy time of year, so. I think I saw that on a porn ad. Probably. Keep me busy. Yep. Oh. I probably did that ad. Nice. Good for you. It was effective. (laughs) It kept Dieter busy. Thank oh you, everyone. <laughs> On that note, yeah. we'll uh, we'll be back next week with something. I don't know when, where. Hopefully, we'll be flying with a kite. Yeah, I don't so know. Like, just just so that you can not say. We're then he'll say we're kite. flying with a kite. Yeah, I say we're flying with a kite. You can't make that a thing. It's it's he a already thing. did. Unfortunately, it's a thing. Hashtag. Like, like Topher. Oh yeah, Topher B is a thing now too. Chumbo. And you can, Chumbo is not a thing. No, Chumbo's gone. Topher B is not a oh, thing. Oh, it's a thing now. It's totally a thing. Oh, Jesus. That's his uh, alias, would you Alter say? Ego? Yeah. Alter Ego. That's my podcast. Topher name. B. Oh, my God. It's even on the one-hitter. Nice. There you go. So, all right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right, goodbye. Adios. Good night, schmuckaroos. Namaste, you guys. Bon appetit, Wolfgang Schmucks. This has been another episode of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash Dinner with Schmucks. We are Dinner with Schmucks on Instagram and at DWS Podcast on Twitter. If you want to connect with us old school, you can send us an email, dinnerwithschmucks at gmail.com. We may even give you our mailing address. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review on iTunes. Oh, and make sure you tell a friend. Until next time. from the guy selling in the parking lot.
Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com is the only place to pick up all of your official Dinner with Schmucks podcast swags. T-shirt does? Tees, hoodies, cell phone cases of prints. It's all just a click away. Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com. Hey everybody, just wanted to let you know you can't say shit, piss, fuck, motherfucker, cocksucker, asshole, and tits. <laughs> <laughs>